Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Hair Radio Show. Yeah, this is the Radio Show. I'm Carrie Hines. It's Friday, January 9th, 2015. I want to thank you for being with us. We've got a really big show today. We have some uh, heavy hitters in the way of hair and uh, entertainment. And I'd also like to take a moment to welcome uh, my in-house folks who are always with us, Miss Yate and Miss Allison. Are you guys there this morning? Good yes, morning. Good morning. Yes. yes. Good morning. It's Friday. We have made it to the end of the week. Yes. And you know what, guys? I want to start by uh, talking about some of the things that we have broadcast over the week. Um, and along the same line, still celebrating our 20th year of broadcasting the Hair Radio Show. And so um, we're going to listen to some classic interviews, um, probably lead in with Miss Alicia Rivers, um, who was on our show, and uh, she's from Jolie Magazine, and it's a great story I have with, um, after you hear that interview, I want to certainly talk with you about that. And then we've got Miss Crystal Wright from Hollywood, um, Mr. Timor Ferry again, talking about um, entrepreneurship and and ownership in, in a, of a hair business, and uh, a lot more. Now, at 7 o'clock, we've got our special tribute uh, for Mr. Eric Monty coming up uh, that uh, Pierre Evans orates for us. And, uh, and we'll get more into the schedule a little bit as we kind of move along. Uh, how are you guys doing? Did you do anything uh, great last night, anything special? Good morning. I'm working on my empire every day. Daily, there's a grind. Okay, Allison. All right. And uh, and what about you, Yate? Same here. I'm addicted to the grind. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. Yes, well, yes. well, we're glad to, that you're grinding this morning. And uh, and we're happy you folks out there are joining us. Um, and so we have a really great show. We're also going to toss in a couple of songs here and there. And, uh, and tell you about some of the upcoming guests here on the Hair Radio Show. Now, my very first guest uh, today is Miss Alicia Rivers. Now, uh, this is, uh, you know, as I said, in honor of our 20th anniversary broadcasting, this was uh, one of our archived interviews from about 2006, um, 2006 or so. So, 
Yeah, about 2005. And uh, Alicia came on our show. Uh, she had just launched Jolie Magazine. And at her premiere party is where I had an opportunity to be there in the presence of Miss Wendy Williams. Um, and Vivica Fox uh, was also um, her editor, her guest editor, I believe, or something like that. And uh, so I had a chance to go there and be part of it and work with her on Jolie. And uh, there's an article I did for her that appeared in her magazine. So uh, nice memories of Alicia. Let us know what you think after you hear this uh, great interview. All right, guys, so uh, stay with us. You're listening to the Hair Radio Broadcast Network. I'm Carrie Hines. I've got a very special guest on the line with us, Miss Alicia Marie Rivers of Jolie Magazine. Uh, hello, sweetheart. How are you? I'm fine, Alicia. Welcome to Hair Radio. Thank you. Well, first of all, uh, I want to jump right on in. Let's tell the folks about Jolie Magazine. Well, Jolie Magazine is a beauty and wellness magazine for women of color. Uh, we have as our editor-at-large, Vivica Fox, and what we basically cater to is women and encourage them to feel pretty and to live pretty, which is our tagline. Now, how did this all come about? Well, first of all, I mean, there's so many questions I want to ask you, but how did the idea of Jolie Magazine really come about? Well, Carrie, when I was 16, I have always had this dream of, of having my own magazine. And I've worked at different magazines throughout the years, and I said, you know what, there's no magazine out there that really targets us from a beauty perspective. So I said, one day I want to start my own magazine. So I got together with my partner, Rachel Breton, and we created Jolie. Which is one of those magazines that, uh, I mean, every single woman of color must have. Yes. Yes, it is. And it's not just about what cosmetics you should be using for a particular season, but it's also encouraging women to, like I said before, live pretty and be happy with who they are no matter what they look like in terms of complexion, size, but really just embrace their natural beauty. Now, I want to talk about Miss Vivica A. Fox. How on earth did you get Vivica to take part in a project like this? I had never known her to be so closely tied to any kind of a publication. So how did all that come about? Well, when Rachel and I were thinking about the magazine, I said to her that we need someone that people can easily relate to, kind of like, you know, a best girlfriend or someone mm. that has a great sense of humor. And Vivica was at the top of the list. Mm. Contacted her publicist mm -hmm. at a meeting, presented Vivica with our whole idea as well as a comp of the magazine, and mm -hmm. she loved it, said, listen, I'm on board with you guys. Well, I have to tell you something. First of all, I'm I'm just blown over, and I'm sure our listeners out there, the ones who've already picked up some of the copies, let's tell our, our listeners out there, Alicia, how often uh, does the magazine come out, and how might they be able to get a copy of Jolie mm -hmm. magazine? It's bi-monthly. It comes out every other month, mm -hmm. and they can pick it up at Barnes & Noble, Kroger, 7-Eleven, Rite Aid, um, as well as independent, depending on where they are, independent gas stations, um, places like that, as well as B. Dalton. Now, how about the website? The website, JolieLivePretty.com. Terrific. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm terrific to have you with us on the Hair Radio Show. For those of you, again, who've just logged in, you're listening to the Hair Radio Show. I'm Carrie Hines, and with me on the line is Miss Alicia Rivers of Jolie Magazine. Thank you, Carrie. Well, it's great to have you. Now, let's talk about some of your experience. I mean, of course, being the editor-in-chief, you have worked with some of the top magazines I know uh, in the past. 
really interesting when I kind of review your information because I'm looking at someone who was uh, kind of creating and trailblazing a role mm-hmm. in terms of being a woman of color at magazines that were historically, you know, pretty much across the board, not necessarily, uh, you know, create re- relating to one particular ethnicity. Mm-hmm. So it was thrilling to see someone kind of like really trailblazing, you know, uh, that type of role in with the magazines. Mm, thank you, Carrie. Well, I'm really proud of, of my achievements my achievements thus far. There was one magazine that I worked for called The 101 Hairstyles, which was a non-ethnic magazine, and I was the first black woman to head that particular publication. Wow. So I'm very proud of myself for that. And previously to that, I was with a magazine called Black Elegance. Right, B.E., yes, of course. And I was the beauty editor for maybe a few five years, I believe it was. And right. that was a great experience. So you have really... You've, I want to say paid your dues, but you've cut your teeth. As they say, you've cut your teeth very well. I have. I have. And like I said, I always said to myself, you know, we need something out there that's fun and not necessarily dictating what you should look like, but telling you, listen, embrace your beauty, have fun, you know, live your life through pleasure, enjoy who you are and what you look like, and that's what Jolie is all about. Well, terrifically said. Now, I love that. Uh, that I think there was a, a line that I thought was just, terrifically stated on on your site as well. Now, there's something I want to ask you about. I saw you, I believe, on the Montel Williams show. Yes. And I think you were also with Vivica Fox, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I was. Now, tell us about that. And tell us, it seems like you're foray, you're definitely getting more into television and some of the other aspects that are out there. Tell us about all of that and what was that experience like? Beth, oh my God, it was great. Montel is is just fantastic. Uh, his producer, Antoinette, is fantastic as well. We partnered with him and did a makeover show mm. for women, and it was it was just phenomenal. Just to see the befores and afters and how gracious these women were. And Vivica was just great to fly in and participate in the show. Yeah, it was a, it was just an outstanding, and it was a great surprise too. It was really a terrific, well done show. Thank you. So do you see yourself developing more in that area as well? I do. Um, I've started to get offers to do more television just to make a guest appearance, and that's something that I've thought about, but I've been so busy just in terms of creating the magazine and and Mm -hmm. doing things here and there that television has always been in the back of my mind. Well, you have got a great magazine out there, and it is on the stands, and it's, as you had mentioned, in all those wonderful locations. We just want to remind the folks, again, uh, we want them to check out, we want you guys out there to check out the website, www.jolie.com, as well as you can pick up the magazine at Barnes & Noble, B. Dalton, Kroger, Safeway, Giant, Rite Aid, 7-Eleven, as well as on the website. Absolutely. Now, is there anything that's coming up? Could you give us just a sneak peek at perhaps uh, what's coming up in an upcoming issue or two? Well, our next issue hits newsstands May 2nd, which is our fourth issue, our summer issue. Congratulations. Thank you. And Vivica speaking to a very good friend of hers, and there's some juicy tidbits. Uh-huh. Ah, are you going to drop one for our listeners today, or, or do we have to wait till the magazine comes out? You have to wait. You have to wait. <laughs> but I will say a huge celebrity makes a guest appearance. Well, terrific. Now, when the magazine comes out, I'm going to hold you to this, and I want you to come back and tell us about that experience. No, I will. I definitely will. Well, again, I want to thank you so very much for being with us today. You are definitely doing some wonderful things, and we want you guys out there to pick up Jolie Magazine. Again, the website is www.joliliveprettycom and my
my special thanks to Alicia Rivers. Thank you. And ladies, please always remember to live pretty. You only have one chance in this life to live the life that you want to leave. Don't waste another moment. Live pretty. Perfectly said.
You're listening to the Hair Radio Show. I'm Carrie Hines, and we're back live. It's Friday morning, January 9th, 2015. I'm joined on the line with uh, our in house guest, Ms. Yate, and Ms. Allison. Again, good morning, guys. Good morning, good morning. Okay, I wasn't sure if you answered with this. All right, uh, good morning. Yeah, so we were just saying um, before we went to uh, that wonderful classic interview, and again, that was about 10 years ago, so it's kind of strange sometimes to listen to yourself uh, from 10 years ago and how you sound, and you can kind of tell where you've grown uh, and something, uh, you know, still the same. Uh, did you guys enjoy the Alicia Rivers interview? We did. But, you know, um, Kerry, it's so funny that the song you play is Living My Life Like It's Golden by Jill Scott. Mm-hmm. I literally just had a conversation about young girls going gray. And I want to know what your take on it. Young girls are now turning their hair, dyeing their hair gray. Well, um, yeah, the, the gray hair concept, I actually, it's been uh, out for a couple of years, like kind of in vogue. Uh, I think it's great. Um, I've seen one of the, like several celebrities have done it, Kelly Osbourne for one, uh, and she looks great. It looks fantastic when you are, say, about 20 or 19 and you have beautiful gray hair. Um, But I think it also looks fantastic when you're 70 and you have beautiful gray hair. Uh, To me, the color of your hair is not the issue. It's the health quality, uh, the healthy uh, value of of the hair and, and, you know, taking care of your hair and caring for your hair. So, I mean, me personally, I love it. I think um, my my own gray that pops in here and there, um, I love it. I embrace it. I think it's a great part of life. But uh, in terms of, you know, if I were a few years younger, would I have chosen to color my whole head gray? I don't know. It's not a bad idea right now, to tell you the truth. I think it's kind of interesting. Although they wouldn't think of me as being young and, uh, what is it, and in vogue, more like, oh, my gosh, he's really, really, really old. (laughs) But I don't know. What about you, Yate? What do you think? Well, you know, to each his own with that. Uh, But I embrace whatever gray pops up in my head. What I did like about the interview is what she said is live pretty. And I want to add embrace your beauty. We have to embrace who we are, what we, you know, have and how we were created in order to live pretty. Once we accept that, then I think everything is uphill, uphill, especially our young girls. Well, that, that's probably very true. I agree. I think that that's fantastic message that uh, Alicia was really saying. Um, yeah, all the above. I mean, I think that there's room, and it doesn't have to be so serious about the gray hair. I think, um, you know, back to that, I think it's light and, and, and frothy. And you know what? Um, I kind of hear a little bit of a technical thing here. I'm kind of work on that. And um, just want to 
you know, have you have you guys out there weigh in and let us know. So I'll tell you what, we're gonna be right back. I'm going to um you know, kind of introduce you to another one of my historic uh wonderful interviews. And this is with Crystal Wright of the Crystal Agency. I'll try to take care of this technicality and we'll be right back with you. Stay with us. There's more to her radio show. You're listening to the Hair Radio Broadcast Network. I'm Carrie Hines. I've got a special guest on the line, actually coming to us from the wonderful world of Hollywood out in Los Angeles, California. She is Crystal Wright. Crystal, welcome to Hair Radio. Thank you, Carrie. I'm glad to be here. Terrific. Well, we're happy to have you. Now, I want to tell the folks, you are the person behind this amazing book called Crystal Wright's Hair, Makeup, and Fashion Styling Career Guide, in addition to, of course, being the artistic director of the Crystal Agency. Oh, you make it sound so good. Well, it is good, and I want you to tell our listeners why. Tell us a little bit more about the Crystal Agency, and then we'll talk about the book. Okay, well, the Crystal Agency represents uh, professional makeup artists, hairstylists, and fashion stylists. And also manicurists, and as a matter of fact, if there are any good manicurists out there, we're certainly looking for one right now. Um, but we represent makeup, hair, and fashion stylists who work behind the scenes in print, video, film, and television. And that's such a big, 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 big field. Uh, and there's so many stylists out there, uh, hair and makeup stylists and, and people in fashion, who are looking to get into this whole wonderful, wonderful world of, of the industry, of the entertainment industry. So I'm mm-hmm. sure you have a lot of ideas and want to talk about that. But first, before we get to all the good stuff, and we know the listeners are just waiting to hear, how on how did you decide, Crystal, that this is something you wanted to do? I'm always interested in finding out what that motivation is for that individual. How did you decide that this is something you wanted to do? Well, you know, Honestly, I didn't really decide. I mean, it wasn't even anything I knew anything about. I was selling copiers for Xerox. I had worked at Xerox in uh, Seattle for two and a half years out of college. And then I came out to Los Angeles on a whim for a weekend because a girlfriend of mine and her husband were moving out and they invited me. And when I got off the airplane, it was 75 degrees at 9 o'clock in the morning, and I had just moved from Seattle, Washington, where it rains 300 days a year. That was it, huh? That was it. I got off the plane. I said, that's it. I'm moving to California. (laughs) And the next week, I came back out to L.A., interviewed at one of the branches uh, of Xerox, and um, got an offer letter the week after that. It took me about six months to get out to California. I came out to California, started doing the same thing, um, selling copiers. And then I was getting very restless, thinking, well, you know, I'd always wanted to be in fashion. Should I try to get a job as a buyer at a department store like a Nordstrom or something? And I went to a party that was actually at Muhammad Ali's house. It was a networking Mm. function. And I met a photographer by the name of Bobby Holland. It was a Sunday afternoon. Met him that Sunday went to his studio on Thursday and quit my job at Xerox on Monday. Wow. To represent him. Wow. Just packed up all my little stuff in my Xerox memory writer typewriter and moved into uh, Bobby's studio working there and started representing him. Mm. And I worked for him for six months, loved it. I had never been anywhere. I got to go to New York with him. I got to go to Chicago with him. He was shooting... Everything from the Jackson 5, yeah, this was a long time wow. ago, 
Oh, they really were still the Jackson Five at that they time. Were still huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh my wow. God! Can you believe it? Wow. I think they were still the Jackson Five. Oh my. But we shot um, we shot Richard Pryor for wow. Essence magazine. We shot Denzel Washington the first time he was on the cover of Essence magazine. Wow. And, um, but Bobby, I was working for Bobby, and six months after I started working for him, he fired me. Oh, my. He fired me. But you, I guess you had what you needed to have at that point to move on. Well, we hope so, because I've been doing it now for almost (laughs) 20 years. (laughs) Well, yes, you absolutely got it. Yeah, his makeup artist came to me and asked me if I would represent her. Wow. And that's how I started representing makeup, hair, and fashion styles. She was my first makeup artist. Then I picked up a hairstylist. I picked up a fashion stylist, Michelle Cole, who is now a big costume designer in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And that's how it all started. Wow. Well, folks, in case you've just logged in, you're listening to the Hair Radio Show. I'm Carrie Hines. We've got some great people that we like to introduce to you uh, from time to time. And the person we're speaking with right now is absolutely no exception to that. Her name is Crystal Wright. Now, a lot of you out there know her already. She is the artistic director of the Crystal Agency and her website, of course. Well, you know what, Crystal, why don't we have you tell the folks out there how to contact you? Uh, the website for the Crystal Agency is, of course, www.crystalagency.com. Terrific. Now, I want to go back. We had started to talk a little bit about the book, and I do mean that this is the Bible of the uh, hair and makeup and fashion styling industry, as far as I'm concerned, and many of the other folks out there. And it's called Crystal Wright's Hair, Makeup, and Fashion Styling Career Guide. And I want you to tell the folks out there about the book. Um, this book, it, it's funny because it actually is considered the Bible. Um, a lot of schools use the book um, as sort of the business part of their makeup programs. Um, and it's used actually in New York City at the Fashion Institute of Technology at FIT. FIT, sure. It's used as the uh, textbook for their fashion styling course there and in Atlanta at Botter and the International Academy of Design in Florida. And this is a book that I wrote because I used to stay on the phone all day, people calling me up asking me, you know, how do I put my portfolio together? What is meant by testing with photographers? How do I get care sheets? You know, what's a comp card? How many images should I have? All these questions that they had about building a portfolio so they could do, you know, makeup, hair, or fashion styling for um, television shows and films, music videos, of course, um, uh, CD covers and magazines, and the reason it's the make the hair, makeup, and fashion styling career guide is because hair, makeup, and styling people are completely dependent upon one another mm-hmm. for the image that's produ- produced. Mm-hmm. A makeup artist who does great makeup and is working with a hairstylist that doesn't do good hair, you, the only thing you produce is a bad picture. You've got to have great makeup, you have to have great, great hair, and you have to have great fashion styling altogether. And so the book really just talks about the business aspects mm-hmm. of working behind the scenes. You know, what, what size should your portfolio be? Mm-hmm. What kind of pages should it have? How many pictures do you need to have before you go out to get an agent to represent you? In a place like New York, they have over 80 or 90 agencies that just represent makeup, hair, and fashion styles, and a lot of people don't even know it. That's right. Uh, 
good point. But just to let the folks know exactly, because this, as we were saying, is considered the Bible in the industry. Now, your book, again, is Crystal Wright's Hair, Make- Hair Makeup, and Fashion Style and Career Guide. It's all you need to know about getting work behind the scenes in print, video, film, and television, working with record labels, magazines, and production companies, testing with photographers, building a strong portfolio, and signing with an agency. Now, you just mentioned, in fact, uh, being right here in New York, you're absolutely right. I mean, I thought it was over 100 of these, uh, you know, uh, type of agencies, so to speak, out there. And a lot of folks, you're absolutely right, are just not aware of that. So how do we get the the artists that are out there, the makeup artists, the fashion styling folks, the hair people, how do we get them more involved and in tuned with what's really happening in the industry, in the real industry? Any well, advice? You know, one of the things that's really, really important is for people to step outside of their world in the salon. What they do in the salon and what you do when you're working behind the scenes are two completely different things. And you have to see them as different. What a woman needs when she's going to work every day, as far as her hair is concerned, is one thing. What a woman, how a woman wants to look when she goes to church is one thing. How a woman looks on the cover of a magazine and inside when you start putting all these fabulous clothes on them or something else. And the thing that I tell people is to begin by understanding the language of this business. Begin by reading the fashion magazines and not just looking at the hair. When you look at a fashion magazine, you've got to look at the hair, look at the makeup, look at the clothes, and look at the photography. You educate yourself by starting to understand that all of those elements together make a good picture, and if one of them is wrong, it doesn't work. And so when you look at the magazines, you've got to look at Vogue, you've got to look at Elle, you've got to look at Glamour, you have to look at Essence, you've got to look at W. And you also have to look at the European magazines and understand that you need to go back further than what happened last week on Britney Spears' music video. <laughs> because that does not give you a historical perspective. You've got to go 10 years back, 20 years back. So that when you get on a photo shoot with an editor and she says, oh, my God, let's see, I want to do um, a 70s spin on, uh, you know, a 70s spin on this model, but we want to bring her forward to the 21st century. What does that mean? Right, exactly. you got to know what that actually means, what they're saying. you got to know, that's right, you have to understand the influences of the 70s, the influences mm-hmm. of the 60s, and, you know, what is meant by psychedelic and... All of those kinds of things, because when you understand those things and you can reach back and pull some of those elements forward Mm -hmm. and add them to what's going on right now, that's the thing that separates you from everybody else. Absolutely. Well, you, again, if you've just logged in and you're kind of catching us in the middle here, I'm Carrie Hines. You're listening to the Hair Radio Broadcast Network, and our very special guest who's on the line is Crystal Wright. Again, Crystal Wright's book is called Hair, Makeup, and Fashion Style and Career Guide. And we're talking uh, with Crystal. Again, welcome to Hair Radio. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) Well, it's great to have you. (laughs) I mean, we get questions all the time. And uh, probably, and you kind of touched on a little bit, probably the biggest question is, what is the first step I take? I want to uh, get a little bit deeper. This is from the from the professionals. I want to get more into the industry. Uh, I want to be, uh, you know, dealing with the videos, you know, working for the videos. What should 
no problem. <laughs> and again, you really um, do need to. But you're right. Actually, getting the book is a great first step. Uh, because the book has, you know, step-by-step, this is what you need to do. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you, the first thing that they need to do is they need to educate themselves about photography Mm -hmm. so that they know what they like and what they don't like. And the only way that you can do that is, like, you don't have to go take a photography class, but what you do have to do is start looking at the magazine Mm -hmm. so you start to recognize what kinds of photographers and what kind of photography you like because the next thing you have to do is you've got to find photographers to work with. Yes, exactly. Now, how difficult is that? It's not that difficult because there are so many schools out there. I mean, if Mm -hmm. you're talking about New York, you know, you've got the Art (laughs) Institute, you've got... Um, oh, I got off the top of my head. Well, there are two or three. Mm-hmm. No, you're absolutely right. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you're absolutely right. Here in New York, there's like we have tons of wonderful places. But now for some of our listeners who are probably logged in right now in Boise, Idaho. Oh, it doesn't matter. That's the great thing. Wow. There are photography schools all over the place. There are like standalone photography schools where that's all they teach, but also a lot of times the community colleges in your area have um, photography classes. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, universities have photography classes, community colleges have photography classes, there are photography workshops. The thing to do is to go to the website, go to Google, put in photography schools plus whatever the city is that you're living in plus whatever the state is. And you will find photography schools. You simply go to the schools or you call the schools up and you ask them, first of all, do you have a system for setting up, for hooking up makeup and hair people and styling people with your photographers who are willing to work with the photographers to get pictures for their portfolios? Mm. Okay? If that doesn't work, go to the school. Don't forget a school. You can just walk on any time you want. Just walk on. You know, ask where the photography classes are held. Go there. Introduce yourself to the professor. Let them know, hey, I'm a hairstylist. I'm working on my portfolio because I want to do work in the entertainment industry or I want to do work in advertising. Uh And I was wondering if you had any photographers here who are people shooters. That's very important. Mm. You don't want to get hooked up with a photographer that's shooting cups and saucers. <laughs> that's a still life photographer. You want a photographer that's shooting people and working on his or her book. Mm-hmm. Hook up with them. Let them know you want to build your portfolio. The thing to understand is that when you're working with a photographer, it's a collaboration. No money changes hands. You are not supposed to pay the photographer to take pictures. That's a big problem, particularly in the African-American community where the hairstylists think that they have to go out and pay a photographer to take pictures. But in truth, in the entertainment industry, you go out and find a photographer, it's a collaboration. Everybody comes together with their skills to put something on film that they can put in their portfolios and go out and show to other people. Beautifully said. So it doesn't matter whether you're in Seattle or Idaho or Or Philadelphia, go to the Internet. Find the photography schools, go introduce yourself to the professor, introduce yourself to the photographers as they're coming out of classes. Absolutely. Well, I think you said it best, Crystal. And again, we want to uh, tell the folks out there, they can always go to your website and get in contact with you or find out some more information. Again, what's your website, Crystal? Uh, the, the agency website is uh, crystalagency.com, and then we also have an informational website, which is MakeupHairAndStyling.com, and the and is spelled out. So if they want to see, you know, what we do at the Crystal Agency, just go to www.crystalagency.com, and that will let them see the artists that we represent, um, 
if they um, want just more information on the industry in general, go to MakeUpHairAndStyling.com. Now, we know that you represent the who's who out there in California. Uh, anything, anybody standing out that you might want to speak about or any, uh, you know, anyone in particular or, or tell us about some of the folks that you represent out there? Or maybe you know, we actually represent people out here in Los Angeles, and we have a couple of people that we represent in New York. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Um, we actually represent a fabulous hairstylist that we're very excited about in New York. His name is Clark Vincent. Oh, okay. And he's in New York working on a film today called Cutting the Mustard. Cutting the mustard. We'll have to get him Uh-huh. Really? Okay. And we're very excited about him. If you go to our website and go to hair, click on the hair section, and then go click on Clark Vincent, you'll see his work. Out here in L.A., we have a makeup artist by the name of Kimbra, who is just amazing. And we're very excited about Kimbra. Um, she's working tomorrow on inter- on the fashion spread for Interior Design Magazine. And, you know, they only do that like two or three times a year. Exactly. Wow. So and we've got a fashion stylist. Oh my God, Edgar Revia, who is just the bomb. Okay. So now how? And let me tell your listeners this, mm-hmm. because we we obviously we don't have their email addresses, but we right. just did send out an email, and we are looking for uh, hair, makeup, and fashion stylists in Atlanta and in um, Atlanta and Miami right now. So if they have a website. If they have any JPEGs of their work, and they can send us two to three JPEGs, uh, if they have a resume, they can email it to uh, Manuel, M-A-N-U-E-L, at crystalagency.com. They can fax us a resume or email a resume. Our fax number is uh, 323-443-3352. Seven fifty-two. It's our new e-fax number, so I'm trying to remember it. Uh, because we are looking for people who, in Atlanta and Miami, who want to work on low to medium budget music videos. And we're trying to put together some teams of people because we have a couple of production companies that have asked us for that. So if any of your listeners are interested in you know, submitting to us, you know, email us a link to their website, email us two to three JPEGs, no more than that. No more than one megabyte, uh, because otherwise it'll suck up all the space on our right. server. But we're certainly open to seeing what's out there in the marketplace. Well, folks, you heard it right here on the Hair Radio <laughs> Broadcast Network. And Crystal, I want to. Well, you know, I hate. I don't even want to let you go. I want to. <laughs> one last question. <laughs> what do you see? Is there some kind of new trend that the fashion and the beauty and all of this? Is there a certain direction? that you see everything going into. Let's talk about, just briefly, just let's talk about that. Is there a certain trend that you see that's coming up now or certain things that are kind of happening out there in the world of fashion and hair and makeup styling? Like, what's hot? What's really going on right now? You know, the thing I try to tell people is I'm not really the person to ask about that <laughs> because I really try to focus on the business end, and I leave the, the I leave all the fabulousness up to the fashion stylist, but I will tell you this. It's really important for people who are out there wanting to work on the in the industry to keep up with what's going on, and one of the best ways they can do that is going to um, InStyle.com. InStyle.com. InStyle.com to keep up with what the heck is going on in the industry. Love it. Um, and also to, you know, watch the shows. You know, they just had New York Fashion Week. L.A. Right. Fashion Week is coming up. And keeping up with what's going on in Europe. 
too fast for me to be able to say, <laughs> oh, well, this is what's happening in hair, and yeah. this is what's happening in makeup. Right. I stick to what I know best, and the only thing that I know is how to market and manage makeup, hair, and fashion stylists. Love it. My stylists come over here and tell me that I look, that how I look. You know, Crystal, you have got to change your hair. <laughs> that is old, that is dated, get out of those skirts, and I just do what they tell me. Right, I hear you. Well, you've, you've, you've got the best people, so... Uh... <laughs> You're definitely in good hands out there. Well, again, I want to thank you so very much. I want to say thank you to Crystal Wright. And, again, her book is called Crystal Wright's Hair, Makeup, and Fashion Styling Career Guide. Mm-hmm. And you certainly can. Now, how, what's the best way that they can get the book, Crystal? I do want to make sure they, they're aware uh, of that. They, sh- they, can, they can call us here at 323-913-0500 if they'd like to order the book on the phone. Or they can go to our website, MakeupHairAndStyling.com, and they can order it there. Um, if they call and order the book over the phone, and I'll also give you our toll-free number for them to order, which is 877-913-0500, and they mention that they heard about it on HairRadio.com, then we will give them a gift certificate wow. for um, a percentage off of our packaging or portfolio and marketing workshops. Um, you know, I have one coming up in New York on May 14th out there. We do it at the Mac Pro Store. Uh, we'll give them a gift certificate for a percentage off of our class. Well, that is fantastic. And that's exclusively uh, to the folks who are listening right now? Exclusively. Wow. They will get a $25 gift certificate off the price of the class. Terrific. Well, I want to thank you. And you've got to come back and tell us, especially uh, a little bit closer to the workshop, I want to talk with you about all of that. Okay. And anytime, you're always welcome to hear at Hair Radio. Thank you so much, Carrie. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Thanks again, Crystal Wright. Okay. Bye, everybody. You're listening to the Hair Radio Show. We're back live. I'm Carrie Hines. Today is Friday, uh, January 9th, 2015. And in New York, it's about uh, 25 degrees. So, uh, Allison, uh, and uh, yeah, I'll tell you, I think uh, compared to yesterday, we're you know this is like I was saying yesterday, beach weather pretty much. I mean, it's much, much better than the single digits. What do you guys think? Well, we'll say, Allison, what do you think? <laughs> well, I have to agree with you, but um, let's not count Yate out. I heard it was 19 degrees there in <laughs> Florida. Is that right? Yate? No. <laughs> well, no, we're a little bit part. better. Yeah, <laughs> okay. we're a little bit better than yesterday. We're okay, uh, currently at 42 here in Jacksonville. Oh, don't well, can yeah. we stop? We're not even going to ask or talk to you about the weather anymore, for sure. <laughs> uh-uh. uh, my goodness, 42 yeah. is just like. Uh, I mean, honestly, that's really. Uh-huh. Sure. We would be really real happy short, to feel better. And long sleeves. Exactly. Oh, wow. And, and we're up here in uh, New York, so folks who are in other parts of the country, um, you know, there's some qu- quite a bit of crazy things going on with the weather. So we'll probably, you know, we're going to just hope for the best and just keep on plowing through. We've got some great topics to kind of keep you warm out there. Um, you've been listening to some of our classic interviews. We kind of kicked off the 6 o'clock hour with Miss Alicia Rivers from uh, Jolie Magazine, and you just listened to Crystal Wright from Hollywood. Uh, California. So she was on, and she's with the Crystal Wright Agency, just a dynamo in the way of uh, hair, makeup, uh, modeling, and all that wonderful stuff. She's really a fantastic uh, force to be reckoned with. So she's a, a good resource, and she has a great book. So 
certainly um, visit Crystal Wright's website. Uh, just wanted to let folks know again, coming up uh, in the 7 o'clock hour today, uh, we have a very special tribute um, that's orated by Pierre Evans, guys. And this is the Eric Monty tribute. And you remember Eric Monty is the gentleman who, he's still a great writer and he's doing great things. But back in the 70s, uh, his television shows were known to everybody, um, the Jeffersons and Good Times, and and uh, he wrote that the movie Cooley High, and and also created What's Happening, and he's also written uh, episodes of Moesha and some of the other shows that are out there. So he was he is quite a prolific uh, writer in television and has always been. Um, did you guys ever watch any of those shows? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. My favorite was Jefferson. <laughs> really? The Jefferson? Yeah. yeah. Why? George. Okay. Uh-huh. George Jefferson and his back and forth with his maid. <laughs> the, the back oh, and with, forth. With Florence. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. But well, I have I wanna... a sister who watches... Um, JJ and his family all the time, all the time. And I, I would think, what is it about the show? But once I began to watch it as much as I did, the Jeffersons, I was like, okay, I, I see, I see. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be Thelma. I wanted to be <laughs> Thelma. Cute, nice. I wanted to be Thelma. Well, were you? <laughs> I mean, uh, no. no. Okay. Epic okay. fail. Only Thelma could be Thelma. Only Thelma. Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, we're trying to get her to um, Bernadette Stanis, who played Thelma, to come on our show. So we're going to keep our fingers crossed and and and, uh, and see if we can get her here to tell you about uh, what it was like as an actress on the show. But uh, coming up shortly, uh, Eric Monty. Uh, pretty much uh, explains the behind-the-scenes chaos that we just didn't know about uh, in watching it on television. Uh, so I can't wait to uh, at 7 o'clock to have him to come on and tell you um, through Mr. Pierre Evans. And Pierre Evans, again, himself, is just an extraordinary guy. He's written for Soul Train and interviewed several other – SoulTrain.com, I should say – and interviewed several other well-known uh, folks who are out there doing some great things. So he's, and he can tell you more about that. And we'll have him on as well uh, following this tribute. So sometime next week, he should be joining us um, on air to talk about uh, some of the other projects that he's working on. And he'll also be making some contributions to our show in the way of entertainment reporting. So I'm so excited to have Pierre Evans with us, uh, soultrain.com writer. Uh, to share what's happening um, in the world of entertainment with us on a regular basis. So that should be quite exciting, guys, and a good part of our lineup. Great, great. I'm excited about it. Great, great. Now, David Babai, uh, who you guys may not know him so much, uh, and maybe you do, he is an extraordinary celebrity hairstylist. And when I say celebrity hairstylist, he really puts the word celebrity, uh, like he really stands for that. 
and uh, and you'll listen and and get what I mean. So that's coming up at about seven thirty. Now he has uh, he's a great great friend and hairstylist to Oscar Academy Award winner, I should say, Miss Gwyneth Paltrow, amongst eons and many 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 others. Um, you know they have a great place. I should say they have a great place out in in California. And uh, they do some just some wonderful things. So he's going to be able to come on and tell you all about his background and how he became such a popular celebrity hairstylist. There are a lot of folks who do celebrity hair, uh, but he's one of the few who really can claim that uh, title with ease. And uh, just listen, and, and you'll see what I mean. Uh, and like I said, he's worked with the top folks and continues to do so and all the award shows and all of that. So just some really great stuff. Plus he has some great information for folks who are trying to launch careers, guys, in the hair business. Um, so that's David coming up at about 7.30. Now uh, in the 8 o'clock hour, for those of you who are uh, able to stay with us, and we hope you, you can, uh, there's one of my favorite shows. And this is um, – now that's an entire – 30-minute classic show that used to broadcast on FM, guys, when I was uh, – uh, actually, I think, yeah, that was an our FM uh, broadcast when we were on ter- – they call it terrestrial radio when you turn the dial like in the old days, AM, FM radio. Um, so the show used to broadcast out of New York and New Jersey. And on that show, uh, it's featured a great interview with the singing sensation Mr. Montel Jordan. And so we had Montel on our show, and he'll be, uh, you'll be able to listen and, and hear his words of encouragement and advice uh, coming up at, like shortly after 8 o'clock today. So um, great treat. And, again, that's a classic show, and that was back. Uh, he did our show. He's actually been with us a couple of times on different things, uh, but I think Montel did the show uh, probably in the, the early 2000s or mid-2000s. He had so much success. And he was with us after his song went to number one, which was the This Is How We Do It song. And uh, he's written songs for Deborah Cox and Whitney Houston. Remember, same script, different cast song. He was a, uh, he did that song, um, which, as I said, was point, sang you know, by the great Whitney and, and uh, Deborah together. Now, do you guys think it's uh, interesting that Deborah Cox uh, is doing the singing work in the new upcoming Whitney Houston movie. What do you guys, you know, that talks, it, that talks about the relationship between she and Bobby, and that's what the movie is about. Have you guys heard about the movie? Oh, yes, yes. I'm looking forward okay. to actually viewing it and see how closely it depicts um, her lifespan. I think it's okay. going to be a great tribute. Okay. Sounds good to me. All right. Well, listen, folks, if you've just joined us, you're listening to the Hair Radio Show. I'm Carrie Hines. Uh, It's Friday morning, January 9th. Um, What I'm going to go ahead and do, I want to give you guys a little bit of a break. Grab your coffee and then stay with us because coming up in just a few minutes is a very, very special uh, airing um, of the Eric Monte tribute. And, again, he's the creator and writer of so many popular uh, shows that we've enjoyed on television. So we are really, really happy to have him to be with us. Uh, but right now I'm going to see if we can take just a little bit of a 
uh, a little bit of a music break. And uh, stay with us because coming up right after this, there's more of the Hair Radio Show. So uh, stay with us. with his name, but you know his work. Have you heard of Cooley High or Good Times? He created both of them. He was the driving force behind the socially conscious sitcoms that were produced by Norman Lear, including All in the Family, Maud, Sanford and Son, The Jeffersons, What's Happening, and What's Happening Now. He assisted in creating all of those. In addition to these groundbreaking classics, he also wrote an episode of In Living Color, and Moesha. Now, as you know, Eric Monty is a legend and a pioneer in the television and movie industries. He's responsible for the first successful show with the black cast since Amos and Andy. He was one of the hottest young writers in Hollywood in the 1970s. He was a trailblazer in black television by showing America and the world an authentic view of life as a black American. Now, prior to 1970, blacks were portrayed, you know, like servants, sidekicks, or clowns, and uneducated. 
Now, Mr. Monty created characters that were controversial and politically and socially conscious. It was the first time we saw ourselves on television living in a positive and productive way. Thank you very much, Pierre-Andre Evans, and welcome to the Hair Radio Show. I'm Carrie Hines. Now, this is a very special tribute to one of the most prolific TV writers of our time, Mr. Eric Monty. Absolutely. Now, I've thank you, and I've got to I've got to start off with um, the beginning for him. You know, growing up in Chicago's group. Cabrini Green housing project. Yeah, um, yeah. Can you, first of all, you being from Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, would you be able to tell all of us what uh, what is the Chicago Cabrini Green housing project? Yes. Um, Cabrini Green has a history um, of violence. Um, it's a large group community. It's a, it's, you know, it has regular projects. It has row houses. It's in the uh, north part of Chicago. It's north. It's just a little west of downtown Chicago, which is the business district. But it's um, very known very much for all the violence and, and things that have happened there. Um, a lot of movies are shot there. Uh, Candyman, you know, the TV show that was shot there. Uh, Good Times was supposed to be shot there. They did the outside from the uh, Cabrini Green, but the interior was done in a studio. But yeah, so it's that a exterior... Uh, that mm-hmm. exterior on Good Times, not to interrupt you, but the exterior on Good Times, when uh, the show is coming on and uh-huh. we see the big building, uh, yeah. you know, being panned across, if you will, that's Cabrini uh, Project? That's Cabrini Green, yes. And as I said, it has that, it has about, it had, because it's demolished now, but it had about four uh, different buildings of that size. That's, it's, it's more than just one building. And they also had row houses. It was different sections to it. It was a community. It was like a ungated community. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was a, it was a, a, a collection of project goods. Uh-huh. And now, some how were, did that uh, shape, mm-hmm. sure, how did that shape uh, Eric Monty's, uh, what he shared with you? How did that shape his belief system in terms of, uh, yeah. and, you well, know, and how did that contribute to his writing? Well, I know about him growing up in the uh, housing projects. He, um, his, as a child, he had uh, creative juices flowing, had deep inspirations and aspirations. He loved cowboys, you know, like Roy Rogers, Gene Autry, the Lone Ranger. And he used to ride around his house on a broomstick like it was a real horse. And uh, one day, a white man approached him while he was playing, and he said, who are you supposed to be? And Eric rolled back to the man on his little broom horse, and he said, I'm the Lone Ranger. And the man looked at him with shock and said, you can't be the Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger is white. And that was a moment that he made a vow that when he grew up, he was going to make some black heroes. And he was telling that story to his mother. And as a child, his mother, her name was Eileen, she told him, Little Eric, there has never, ever been a black writer in Hollywood. And if there would be, he would be some high yellow black with a Harvard degree, not some high school dropout from Cabrini Green. And, you know, Eric being Eric responded to his mother and said, Mama, I'm going to do this. And a week later, one week later, he left with $5 and a suitcase. And he went out 
to Route 66 and hitchhike his way to Hollywood, even though he didn't or never have even written a word before. He said, I'm out. Wow. Now, I want to make sure – well, first of all, folks out there, uh, you're listening to the Hair Radio Show. I'm Carrie Hines. Now, we are chatting with uh, Mr. Pierre-Andre Evans, um, and uh, you've been introduced to him right here on the Hair Radio Show. Now, he has a great article that uh, was written for SoulTrain.com. So this is an online uh, destination, SoulTrain.com. Uh, which is where this wonderful article on the great writer, Mr. Eric Monte, uh, is. So you can certainly uh, go there and check it out. Um, and, he, you, and, and Pierre, I have to say, you mm-hmm. really you get uh, to the heart of this man. You get to the heart of, of Eric Monte uh, through your work, absolutely. Now, I also want to take a moment to let all the listeners out there for, of Hair Radio know that uh, at the very end of this uh, wonderful, wonderful tribute to Mr. Eric Monty, uh, you've got a surprise from Eric himself. Yes, so, uh, I do have a surprise, and we're going to save that till later. <laughs> okay, so we'll exactly we'll save that to the end. So, folks, well, you want to stay with us? Uh, it'll be something that right. It'll be it's something very special that you all uh, out there will appreciate and enjoy. Uh, so I'm loving this. Now, a lot of folks have always wanted to know, including me. Mm-hmm. Now, what exactly did did Eric Monty share with you about when he first came, you know, to uh, when he first came to Hollywood and, and uh-huh. even before he left Hollywood? Now, my belief is that he met uh, Mike Evans, who we got to know as. Lionel Jefferson, number one, and the main... Yes, the original Lionel. The original Lionel, the the original, the real Lionel, so to speak. Right. Uh, So we're going to ask you to tell us that story. Okay. Well, but before leaving off to Hollywood, Eric had had met uh, Mike Evans, and they struck up a friendship, and they decided to collaborate and make things happen. He formed a partnership with Mike Evans, and as you said, that's the guy who played the original Lionel on the Jeff on uh, All in the Family, uh, Lionel Jefferson. I mean, and they together they created uh, Good Times, and that was based on Monty's life in Cabrini Green. And you know, the Jeffersons that's based on Mike Evans' life. So they first did Eric Monty's life, and then they broke off and did uh, Mike Evans' life. Well, I have to jump in. I've always wondered that. I never knew that the Jeffersons was Mike's side, and uh, mm-hmm. because I we did realize that was it a coincidence? Even when you mentioned uh, good times, uh, mm-hmm. that the family had the name Evans. That yes, that always even as a child when I grew up, people and then I'm thin. And, right, and you're an Evans yourself. Skin, <laughs> people used to tease me and call me JJ. You say that's that's your Evans family, that's your family. You know what I mean? So it wasn't funny, but I laughed at it. But I was I was uh, cool. My name my name was on TV, so I was cool with that. But it was uh, that that's very very coincidental. Okay, Absolutely. and the, the, and Mike Evans, and Mike is actually the youngest of the Evans kids on Good Times. Right. On, so on Good Times, right. so he gave tribute to him on his show before they actually made the Jeffersons. He gave tribute to his partner. 
And that was cool. Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay, so that's how that all came about. So this is great. We're mm-hmm. we're getting oh, no, no, a little no, bit of a background. That's how they met, yeah. Mm-hmm. So then he had also once then he um going to um going to uh move once he got to Hollywood, I'm saying, he uh met up with uh Norman Lear and then that he wanted to create some characters. And I don't know if you want me to go into how he created the characters or anything like that. Are well, I that? mean, first of all, uh, mm-hmm. let's tell the folks out there, and again, if you've just joined us, you're listening to the Hair Radio Show. I'm Carrie Hines, and, and joining me, uh, we have Mr. Pierre-Andre Evans, uh, who, yes, out there, who just, uh, who did a fantastic article on Eric Monty, who is the famed writer uh, and creator from, you know, uh, he collaborated with Norman Lear on The Jeffersons and All in the Family and all so many of uh, the TV shows that we know and love and that were absolutely hit shows. So The Jeffersons actually ran longer than All in the Family. So these are just some wonderful characters that he created, uh, as well as what's happening, what's happening now, and, of course, the, uh, you know, the number one uh, movie of of our culture, which is Cooley High. Cooley High. So, uh, yeah, so he's done so much, and we wanted to pay special tribute today to give you a little bit more of some of the background and some of the wonderful anecdotes that uh, that only Pierre can share because you mm-hmm. have spoken with him and you maintain a wonderful friendship with Mr. Yes, Eric Monty and uh, – as we've been kind of teasing it a little bit here and there, uh, but the the issues that at the end of today's uh, wonderful uh, journey, we're going to uh, have a little bit of uh, an update directly from Eric Monty to share with uh, specifically mm-hmm. for the fans of the Hair Radio Show. So we want you to stay with us for all of that. Now, mm-hmm. uh, I want to. I really have a big interest in talking about some of the the TV characters that he created along the way. Um, I want to focus for a moment on good times and uh, the whole issue surrounding James, the whole issue surrounding the famous, you know, uh, what was that line that Florida uh, said? Damn, 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 James. (laughs) I know know that's that's the one that she always, that's the famous line from there. Absolutely. Exactly. It's one of the most memorable lines in TV history. Yes, and we want to, is there anything you can tell us about, you know, I think, you know, that uh, that Eric I, talks about the whole yeah. thing surrounding James and how okay. it appeared that, you know, that, that uh, you know, maybe that uh, they, how they felt about having a strong black uh, male character uh, exactly. in the way that he believed. So why don't you share that story? Okay. Eric was very, very um, persistent in keeping James as a character. Now, you know, the late um, Esther Rowe, that was his wife of Florida on a TV show, she's gone down on record saying that she would not do a TV show shown all around the world about a black woman with three kids and no husband. Now, she said, I won't do that. Lear's response was that America did not want to see a strong black man on television. Now, she won that round in the great John Amos, was brought in to play James Evans Sr. Now, did you know that after every episode of Good Times, the network notes contain the same request, and it said, get rid of the father. Now, since they thought 
that a strong black male character did not work in the sitcom, that's what they wanted to do. Now, Monty and Evans rebelled against Leah, and he wanted to write the father out of the show and embellish the stereotypical J.J. character, you know, and just put a lot of attention on sure. J.J. Now, we want, we want to remind everyone that all of this is written in your article uh, yes. at soultrain.com so they can read the, the exact words and, uh, you know, the comments uh, and these, um, you know, and, and all this that uh, is said by Mr. Eric Monty directly. Absolutely. So, you know, I just want folks to know that these are not our words. These are the words of Mr. Eric Monty and his Correct. experience uh, that he had while he felt he won, you know, that he felt when he was at working with CBS and, and working with the great Norman Lear as well. So, uh, yeah, these, so are, these are his experience and his words. Correct. Wow. Now, so, uh, so go right ahead. Oh, so okay, it was a so strong male character. Right. He said um, that uh, Eric Monty stated that working on Good Times is real hard because all of the white writers wanted to do stereotypical uh, roles, and he refused that. Every week he'd argue and fight, and they would ignore what he suggested and take all that, yes, sir, boss, you know, all that rooting too. Yeah, yes, sir, yes, sir. He liked to take. They wanted to take that stuff to the cast, and John Amos and Esther Rowe, they wasn't having it, and they would have a fit. Then they'd give them what he wrote, what uh, Eric Monty wrote, and then the cast would like that. So uh, they were trying to push on the, the old stereotypical role, but Eric Monty wanted to progress. And then they shoot it, and then it'll go on the air. Then the next week, it was the same fight all over again. Now originally. He pictured, uh, Eric Monty pictured uh, J.J. as a street-smart hustler who drove his honest, hard-working parents crazy. Eventually, they killed off James Evans, and the promotion of J.J.'s character got bigger, but the show didn't begin to uh, keep the audience at hand, and it began to devolve into a less socially uplifting production. So with the demise of James, he lost a lot of characters, uh, a lot of followers, I mean, a lot of viewers, and by them focusing on J.J. more, it became more of a Three Stooges-type movie than, than a socially conscious uh, show that it had once been. So Killing James actually killed the show. Wow. Now the show did go on, though, for a little while. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it went on. It went on, yes. But so you're was, saying, uh, well, Eric, is, Eric Monty is saying that the, the level of quality and what was the exactly. initial – the impetus behind it uh, certainly kind of waned after yes, exactly. they, they killed off the James character. Right, because James gave it that strong father figure role, and he did, um, you know, like punishing the kids and all that kind of stuff. And once that was good, uh, good values to teach the viewers, and with him gone, it became more of a comedy. They, they made points right. every now and then, but it became more of a sit down and laugh instead of a learning experience that it used to be. Yeah. Well, I, I have to say, uh, I used to, I was an avid watcher, of course, like many of you guys out there. Mm -hmm. And I, I had, after uh, James had died, I had every week, I just hoped that he would come back through the door and say, because <laughs> right, I remember right. James had gone off to that pipeline uh, to work on the pipeline, I think, mm -hmm. in, in somewhere out on the West Coast somewhere yeah. Pacific West somewhere. And I yeah. said, gee, wouldn't it be great? Uh, because maybe he could say 
you know, Florida, you know, Florida, I'm back. I really I'm wasn't back, dead baby. and something. <laughs> all yeah, right. Baby, baby yeah. I'm back. Well, that was another yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, all right, right. <laughs> that was another show. But the whole idea behind uh, that, and when they brought in Carl, I knew yeah. that was it for James. I said, yes, oh, exactly. They have, they have moved on. And and he yeah. was the, the antithesis of the James character. Up he was James. not the – yeah, James just had, you know, um, a, a look he could just the, – the whole yeah. look, you know, was so strong and menacing that exactly. you, he you was stayed a strong, in line. <laughs> a strong black male yeah. role model. He was, a, yeah. you know, actually for a lot of people growing up that didn't have fathers at home because there's a lot mm-hmm. of single parents growing up in that time. He was a lot of people's surrogate father, actually. Right, exactly. And people learned a lot exactly. from James for those that didn't exactly. have fathers at home. So I totally was, concur. Yes, yes. Very, very good. And speaking of his great characters, now, mm-hmm. I have to tell you, I absolutely love the character of George Jefferson, too. And I know you may have not just outright <laughs> yeah. asked him about George. But I yeah. love Sherman Hensley. He was, you know, from my home in Philadelphia. I got a chance to, oh, wow. to sit right next to him at the Arsenio Hall show. So I have great okay. memories of, of of this man and uh, the character that he brought in when he was finally introduced on the All in the Family show. Okay. Uh, because I know that Lionel was the first character uh, who was introduced of the Jeffersons, right. and they kind of worked them all in and yeah. all of that. Um so talking a little bit about that, that was very interesting. And then uh, in 1975, The Great Cooley High was released yeah. uh, in the movie theaters and received rave reviews. So, um, you know, and I believe it was even uh, had been ranked by Entertainment Weekly as one of the best high school movies of all time. Of all time. Yes, yes, yes. So that was tell a us, absolutely, what did Eric Monty share about his experiences of work uh, writing Cooley High. Tell us about okay. that. Yes. Okay, with Cooley High, um he went on he he really wanted to show that that is an actual life story of his too. That's him in high school. That's him that's his life in high school. Uh Wait, which character life. was based on him? Preach. The black one with the glasses. Mhm. That's the one that's based on him. JJ is him on Good Times. And wow. Rod, Rod is him on what's happening. So if you notice, they're so all he always wrote from his uh, experience. Fr- always, wow. Okay, wow. Uh, Very interesting. Okay. Now, with the success of his film Cooley High behind him, he wanted to develop uh, a TV version of that, and that's what what happening is. What's happening? He developed that for ABC. Now, ABC's ethics and acceptance of black manhood was just as short-sighted, short-sighted excuse me, as it was on CBS when he was trying to promote James with, with the station. Um, they, they weren't really following that. Now, according to sources, ABC would not greenlight the adaptation of Cooley High unless the character of the handsome Cochise was replaced. Now, reports say that ABC did not want Young white girls swooning over a young, handsome black kid. Now, ironically, however, Lawrence Hilton Jacobs, that's the one who played him, played Coach Chiefs in the movie, he wound up as a sweat hog on ABC's hit show, Welcome Back, Carter. What's Happening became the first African-American teen sitcom to break into the Nielsen ratings. 
and that's quite an accomplishment. But as always, they had a fight. They had a fight. Well, I do want to jump in and say uh, that with regards to, you know, the the allegations about the, you know, whether ABC and and how they felt about the, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, having a a young, attractive uh, African-American male, you know, kind of leading the show. Um, you know, there have been some conversations we've heard on our show and, and out there in the public. But again, we want to remind everybody. Now, this is your interview, Mr. Pierre Andre Evans, uh, yeah. with Mr. Uh, Eric Monti. Eric Monti, again, who is the famed writer and creator of many of these uh, of television history with these sitcoms. Mm-hmm. So we're excited to have his own words uh, right. being. Uh, you know, share it with us today. And, and these again, are this is all, these, these are, are his views and yeah. his words. And okay. again, the article can be found on online at soultrain.com. So, and uh, written by our very own Mr. Pierre Andre Evans. And we're so excited right. to have you with us. So, well, uh, pleasure to be here. So now we're talking, uh, and he went on. Uh, Lawrence Hilton Jacob went on to great success, so we don't have to exactly. feel badly about that for him. He went on to great success in doing that and some other things along the way. The Jeffersons, as I indicated earlier, just kind of went on and, and lived on and took on. Uh, every one of these shows had been a hit, All had become a hit. Yeah. Every, every one. one of them had become a hit. And a, a lot of them are hit. still playing back to back. They have marathons, you know, good times marathon, the Jeffersons marathon. What's happened That's to this day? They still have marathons of his show. It, they have never went off the air from the day that they were created. Now tell us, what has Eric been up to since he left, or since uh, the show stopped major production? What, what you know, uh, production? What did he do in those in between years? Did he share any of that about his own personal journey? His own personal journey, yes. Um, he had a, a a lot going on, and are you referring to after uh, the shows? After, right, after, after the success of the shows, correct. Uh, what okay. happened after that? Okay, like after, exactly. they, after they went off the air and stuff, you know, in terms okay. of the first run shows. He he ran into a, a a legal situation. Do you would you like for me to touch on that area? Well, just go ahead and share. I mean, this okay. is all you know. It's out okay. there. Well, yeah. Well, unfortunately for Eric Monty, he had a lack of business knowledge and experience, as well as legal representation, which resulted in him losing ownership rights to most of his creations, as well as the financial benefits that go along with them. He didn't have contracts signed. Um, he claimed his TV ideas were stolen from him in the 1970s, and in around 1977, he filed a lawsuit against Norman Lear, CBS, and ABC. And in 1974, he got the contract to write Cooley High. Now, uh, when AIP, that's the people that organized the, the cast and crew, when they sent the cast to Chicago to shoot the movie, Eric quit Norman's company. And the following year, he came out with the Jeffersons. Now, Monty claimed that they stole his idea for All in the Family, the Jeffersons, Good Times, and what's happening. Now, he sued them, but after winning the lawsuit, he was blacklisted in Hollywood, and and he had been blacklisted all the way up until the present day. 
Now, as soon as he found that suit, all of his offers that he had on the table for, for different productions dried up. Nobody in Hollywood would talk to him. He was blacklisted, and in 79, both of his shows that he created with Mike Evans ended. That's Good Times and What's Happening. Now, Mike Evans went back to his role as Lionel Jefferson, and Monty made a spinoff of the successful show, What's Happening. And if you remember that, that was What's Happening Now. The spinoff ran until around 1988, but Monty then had spent most of the settlement money on a production of his original play that we've never seen called If They Ever Come Back. The outcome of the play was a commercial failure. And going through all of that sent Monty into a, a downward spiral. This was in around 79, uh, yeah, around 79, in the, in the early 80s is when he really went into a downward spiral, and uh, he fell on hard times. He was even homeless. And he's uh, quoted as saying, my living in the streets and the shelters and me being broke, I see that as a minor inconvenience. He said, life is way too short for me to let some idiotic thing like that make me unhappy. He said he's not sad about anything, and he said he's happier <laughs> He just said he's happy, and he said his work isn't over. Now, what the settlement actually was, he received $1 million and 1% of royalties on the DVD sales of Good Times. That's all that he received, and he hasn't got anything since that. But they gave him the million dollars, gave him 1% on just the DVD sales of Good Times, and told him to be on your way, and you'll never work again. But like I said, when I tell you about that play, if they ever come back, he used all of that $1 million to promote his play. And nobody came to see it. So that's what sent him into depression, homelessness, bankruptcy. And he was just, just on the streets out in uh, California and in Atlanta. And that's a sad story, but he pulled himself back up. That's rough, He pulled himself back out and, uh, and back up, and uh, we want folks to know. And it was important that we got it out there that, yeah. you know, after having such amazing success, and we're not talking about on a little scale, we're talking about right. amazing success with creating television history, yeah. uh, you know, and, and not being business savvy and not, you know, and being happy to have a few dollars in your pocket and right. notoriety, you know, it can happen to not, not only could it happen, but it has happened to many okay. folks. Uh, yeah. from our community who uh, embarked upon careers in entertainment. Yeah, we uh, were taking advantage of We were taking advantage okay. of because of our lack of knowledge. Okay, so we want to make sure that, again, just to remind the folks that this is all based on a wonderful profile that uh, was done by our very special uh, guest, Mr. Pierre-Andre Evans, who's with us right now, and you hear his voice along with mine. Uh, yeah. Talking about this wonderful tribute to Mr. Eric Monte, Eric again, Monty. the creator of uh, so many wonderful comedy shows that we know and the great Cooley High movie. Now, yeah. what is Eric working on today? What is Eric working on mm -hmm. today? And, and can you bring us up to speed on how is Eric doing health-wise and okay. so forth? Yeah. Well, right now, uh, he's, uh, he's authored two books. He has a book called uh, Blueprints for Peace, and he has a, another book entitled uh, A Prophet Ran Away. 
and he's uh, trying to uh, branch out branch out into writing, and he's also still uh, producing new ventures. Um, he's going to. It's an anniversary of Cooley High this year, so some work's going on with that. And he's his health. He has had seven or eight strokes in the past ten years. And I was just with him uh, October, a couple of months ago. Oh, that was November. That was November. I was with him out in Vegas. I did a show out in Vegas, and we did a tribute to him. And we asked him to uh, come to Vegas so we could present him with, with a uh, plaque for making an outstanding contribution to the black community. And prior to that, I've been in touch with him, and he wasn't really able to speak clearly. His uh, speaking in his mind, it's coming clear. But out of his mouth, the connection between his brain and his vocal cords, it gets lost in translation. And in his head, he may hear, he may want to say, hey, Pierre, how are you doing? And what will come out of his mouth would be chicken, uh, computer, brown, go. And then you have to learn his language because being around him a long time, you'll know that computer may mean facts or computer may mean this. You know what I mean? So he, he – He's created his own language. So the best way for him to communicate is either through text or through email. But with that being said, with that being said, he blew my mind when he came to Vegas. And and we presented it with him with the award, and we were on stage, and I handed him the mic. And he talked just as clear as I did. He was like, thank you so much. I'd like to thank you all. Um, it was really great uh, writing, good times. I'm glad I touched all of you all's heart. I'm humble. And I'm looking at him like these people don't. I just told the people in the audience that he just had seven strokes and he can't talk. And he's talking clearer <laughs> than I am. <laughs> and that blew my mind. So afterwards, I said, what happened? I said, it's a miracle. And he said, when I get real, real excited, then my words flow out. He said, uh, but just on a normal basis, I really can't communicate. And his famous line is, I can't talk. I had a stroke. <laughs> he just That's all he get out. That's wow. his famous line. He would tell everyone. But he's doing much better. He's happy. He has. He's on his feet. He's um, he's happy. That's the main thing. He's happy. And that's his favorite well, slogan that he says, have a happy. Have a happy. We love it. And on that yeah. note, I want to take a moment to – Thank you, Mr. Pierre Andre Evans, for sharing your wonderful article that you've written, which was really the impetus of today's show uh, and tribute to Mr. Eric Monty. Now, I promised and I teased everybody earlier, and I know that you have a very special gift that Eric Monty has uh, given you that's yeah. for uh, us here at Hair Radio. So I'm going to let you take it away. Okay. Well, before that, I just want to thank you, Carrie, for inviting me to the show. And it's really a pleasure and an honor for me to be here. Thank you so much, man. My pleasure. All right. Now, this is a letter from Mr. Eric Monty, just written today. And he was very persistent and wanted me to read this to you, Carrie, as well as the audience. And here it goes. Congratulations, Carrie Hines, on your return to radio and the return to the hair radio show. Sorry, I couldn't talk to you, but I had a stroke and I can't talk. My speech sucks, but my brain works fine. Thank you for having me. 
I started writing so I could change the way we were being portrayed on TV, and I did that. I was tired of the stereotypes. I created TV shows that we could be proud of. Everything that I wrote is still being played 40 years later and is still relevant today. On some stations, they play Good Times, The Jeffersons, and What's Happening back-to-back all day. Everything that I have written has been a hit from movies to TV, and I ain't finished yet. I currently have my book, A Prophet Runaway, for sale on my website, which is ericmontepublishing.com. That's E-R-I-C-M-O-N-T-E-P-U-B-L-I-S-H-I-N-G.com. It's a romantic historical fiction novel based on Nat Turner. It's way better than anything I have written. You can order it from my website. Again, ericmontepublishing.com. And he writes, please buy my book, and he has a smiley face. Next year will be the 40th anniversary of Cooley High. I am planning a rescreening in Chicago, and I am also in talks about doing a remake of Cooley High. You will hear more from me real soon. I'm not dead yet, smiley face. Eric Monty, have a happy. That's to you and the fans. Thank you. Thank you so very much, Pierre Andre Evans, on you the words so well. directly from Eric Monty. So, uh, I tell you, I want to say again, uh, we can't say enough to pay tribute to this wonderful trailblazer. It's like there's just not enough words, really. Right. And, he touched uh, all America, especially he all America. of America. Yeah. Right, especially. Uh, and, 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 you know, and I can say I kind of think equally. Because yeah. it changed and moved the, the dial ahead on the thinking process. And, and when you can do that, you've done, you've just done some, something that is completely, uh, that's miraculous. So we want to thank him and we wish him all the continued success and wish him well. Absolutely. And we can't Absolutely. wait to see him and, and just, you know, again, we wish him all the best. So, uh, and we, we also want to take a moment to wish you the very best as well. Okay, Peter. Thank you. So, Thank and you. Uh, we're going to look for some, some great uh, upcoming uh, reports and entertainment right here on the Hair Radio Show for you. So we'll keep uh, the fans out there, uh, you know, uh, up to speed on, on when to expect you on a regular basis uh, and your contributions oh, to us yeah. here at the Hair Radio Show. Sounds good. I'm looking forward to being the entertainment reporter. Sounds good. I can't wait. I'm excited. Terrific. Glad to have you. Folks, Keep it right here. There's more of the Hair Radio Show to come. Stay with us. Be familiar with his name, but you and know his work. You are listening. Have you heard of Cooley High Hair Radio Show. or Good Times? He created both I'm of them. Carrie Hines, and I just want to say thank you for being with us today. Uh, and that again, uh, that was just such a great tribute to Mr. Eric Monty, the creator of all of those fantastic shows from the 70s, and uh, he gave us a little bit of a, some insight because I think that they're working on a new Cooley High movie. So um, I think I have a question, uh, a caller in who would like to ask a question. So um, just uh, let's see if that caller is ready. And if not, we'll move on to a classic interview that uh, I'm actually very excited about. It's the interview with David Babai. 
So um, let's let's check in. Hello, caller, are you there? Yes, hello. Hi, uh, what's your Hi. name and where are you calling from? Hi, this is Shanna Van Ness calling from Brooklyn, New York. Hi, Shanna, how are you? Hi, Carrie, I'm good. I'm I'm on the train commuting, but I wanted to call in and say I have been inspired by all of those shows, Good Times, The Jefferson's, and even had an opportunity to watch Cooley High for the first time when I was in high school in the 90s. Um, one thing I'd like to say about this particularly Good Times, I like the way the show touched on social issues of that time and when my daughter who's 15 now actually watches the show she kind of makes connections between stereotypes that she may have heard from the past to really looking through a lens of of where we are today so it's great inspiration wonderful well what did you think about uh mr monty's uh well let's say uh pierre's uh, Pierre Evans' interpretation of what uh, Eric Monty told him about even killing off the James character uh, because he was, you know, they were concerned, so to speak, about having such a strong African-American well, male in the lead. Well, again, I think that's, that's still that cycle of this perpetuated thought that if we do have a strong black male leader in, in our family or even in our life, that that is a threat. And it's unfortunate that, you know, James being in that role, black male leading his family, is seen as a threat. And these are still, uh, you know, boundaries that, that we must get over. You know, even if you look at society today, you you know, black males are still seen as a threat. And there, there's time for change in that. So. Well, you know what, Shanna, um, I so appreciate you being part and calling in today to give us your feedback on that. Yes. Um, yes. And I cannot wait to talk to you. We know you from the, in the Brooklyn area with your yes. own talk show yes. uh, that we're so excited about. So I'm so glad yes. that you're up early today and Always. calling us. Uh, <laughs> yes. Well, you know what? Take a quick moment. Tell us a little bit more about your own program that airs. Uh, right to the Brooklyn audience, and, and tell us a little bit more about it. Yeah, so I'm going to be quick because I'm commuting on the train, but the Living okay. Talk Show Real New York is a show that is geared to promote positive social change through dialogue with engaged leaders who are seeking to provide issues that uh, provide solutions that meet prevalent issues. And my first show that aired was actually a special where I uh, was out on the street at the Millions March Day of Anger event this past December 13th. Actually, Okay, I think we uh, may have lost Shanna there. And what a great treat, uh, the great Shanna Van Ass, who has her own talk show in New York. And uh, if you go to our website at hairradio.com, we'll have some more information about Shanna and uh, if you want to connect with her and all of that. And we'll also try to get her back here next week because uh, she has some very interesting viewpoints on things, and I think you guys will enjoy her uh, being part of uh, our broadcast, uh, you know, in a a lot more different ways. Um, Now, listen, I promised David bye-bye from uh, California, and what I will likely do – because we we would run a little bit long, so I think what we'll do we'll we'll take a quick moment and we will bring in the great Miss Felicia 
Leatherwood, who is a hair extraordinaire. Now, while I have you guys, I do want to inform you that um, we're also chatting. For those of you who are logged in on your computer, uh, I am chatting with folks as we speak. So uh, feel free, if you have a question, you can chat with me live right while I'm broadcasting on the air, and, and I'll be happy to respond or send me your questions when you're listening to the interviews, whichever way you'd like to do it. Sounds just great. Um, so we're going to go ahead, as I said, we'll bring on Miss Felicia Leatherwood. And then after Felicia Leatherwood, I have a very special treat because coming up at 8 o'clock is a classic show uh, that stars Mr. Montel Jordan, and the entire show is pulled and plucked from our archives from about 2002 or so, but uh, it includes the original commercials, uh, the FM station that we were broadcasting on, has a lot of great music in it. It's a great show, so we want you to stay tuned. It's a very special treat coming up in about 20 minutes. So right now, um, for those of you who are not familiar with Felicia Leatherwood, and, and, and I'm sure there are not too many who are not, uh, she's doing some great stuff out in L.A., and uh, we're so happy to introduce you to her. So there's more of the Hair Radio Show to come. We're broadcasting until 9 o'clock this morning. Stay with us. You're listening to the Hair Radio Show. I'm Carrie Hines. Now, today we have a very special guest with us. Her name is Felicia Leatherwood, and you recognize her work. Felicia, we want to welcome you to the Hair Radio Show. Hi, Carrie. How are you? Happy New Year. Yes, thank you. I'm back at you. Now, I am so excited to have you with us. First of all, um, I was just, uh, being a celebrity stylist, we've seen your work just about everywhere, and we want to get into all of that. But I want to take the folks back a little bit. Let's find out where you're from. I am from Los Angeles, California, born and raised. Um, But the people on the East Coast think I'm from the East Coast, which is good, so I get a lot of love from them. (laughs) But I'm 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 a I'm a Californian girl and and really I love the East Coast but there's nothing like the sunshine. All right and and I definitely should know. I love I lived out there for a little bit so I definitely we'll talk about that. Now listen, <laughs> you have been you got in you know you've been doing hair for a long time and you started when you did I read this right you started when you were about nine years old. Yeah, I I started doing my hair at the age of between eight and nine. Uh, I mean, I mean, originally my first client was the Barbie head. You remember the Barbie head back in the day? <laughs> I remember the that Barbie was, head, yeah. <laughs> that was my first client, and I loved her because she never complained. She never said anything. She just sat there and let me do whatever I needed to her hair. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, uh, my mother was, I was very tender-headed as a child, and during the 60s, late 60s, 70s, um, hair was still considered to be nappy, unruly. Uh, people were kind of wearing afros, but then you had a lot of people who weren't. And so I had an afro, but it wasn't because it was on purpose. <laughs> it was because my mother was just, she was just so terrified to comb my hair because it hurt me so bad. So I had a little Don King afro. And uh, when I went to school and I saw the girls with their hair all groomed up and all these pretty ponytails, I wanted that too. So my mother handed me the brush and the comb and let me do it. And that was that. That was that. Wow. Now, you mentioned something, and I do want to kind of go there a little bit. You mentioned about the words like nappy and unruly. 
tell us what does that mean to you? Like even today, when you hear those uh, those words, what what do they mean to you today? Well, I know that before I went to cosmetology school, the word nappy was always negative. It had a negative feeling, a negative connotation to it, a negative vibe. We always jokingly used it when our hair wasn't nice, you know, when our hair wasn't the way we wanted it to be. It didn't look the way we wanted it. All my hair is nappy. If we couldn't comb through it just a little bit or if we touched a curl or a wave, we would claim that as to be nappy. Once I went to cosmetology school, and I went to a school where most of the teachers were Caucasian, they taught us in school that that word is derogatory and that it came from a period of time during slavery. We did not have that word or we did not use it as it referred to our hair not being unkept uh, until slavery time. And so they never used that word there. They never once used that word. And I had to learn from them that that word was a negative word. Um, So now we have the natural hair movement. And, of course, we've turned a lot of negatives into positives. I'm very grateful and proud that the natural hair community has empowered themselves by using that word and using it in a positive way, feeling uh, more uh, confident with having so-called nappy hair, but I still don't use that word. It really is still the other N word for me. Wow. So what words What what words do you substitute it for? Because this, maybe this will help some of the folks. Out. Yeah, my favorite word is kinky curly. I love uh. kinky curly. When I hear the word kinky curly, it makes me want to touch the hair. It makes me want to feel every curl, every kink, every twirl. Uh, you know, even even the single fairy knots that women often talk about. Uh, mm-hmm. I I love the word kinky curly. It, it to me it just describes what our hair is, and our hair is so many wonderful things. But I tell women oftentimes when they have the kinkiest of hair, the driest of hair, the hair that won't lay down, that hair is meant to grow up and out towards the sun, towards the Most High, because that's where we get our power from. So to embrace hair that grows up and out, you are blessed with the crown to have that hair. Wow. Well, listen, if you've just joined us, you're listening to the Hair Radio Show. I'm Carrie Hines. Now, today we're on with Miss Felicia Leatherwood. Now, she is the superstar herself. Uh, she's the celebrity stylist who is just doing amazing things out there, uh, out, mainly out on the West Coast, but you're traveling all around, so... Let's let's kind of bring our listeners and again welcome to the Hair Radio Show, of course. Thank you. Now, Felicia, talk to us about uh, some of the the things that you're doing on uh, you know with the traveling workshops. I love this idea. I was quite moved with it. So the traveling workshops were born out of um, me traveling around the world. Before I even started doing the workshops, I would travel to different places. And the furthest place I had gone um, when I was younger was uh, Cape Town. And when I went to Cape Town at that time, this was years ago, like 20-something years ago, um, I was really surprised at the women there. And we're talking about South Africa. We're talking South Africa, Cape Town. And the women Mm -hmm. were absolutely gorgeous. 
But what they were doing was they were putting straight hair weaves in their hair when they were wearing kinky hair. So their own hair would be kinky, but they would have the straight hair weaves. And that was only to make them feel something about having longer, straighter hair. And it saddened me. And I'm not saying all the women were like that, but I saw a lot of that there. And it made me really sad, and it made me decide then that, you know what, I want to do workshops. I want to educate the women so that they are doing the best care with their hair. And um, I pretty much about six years ago born, born the Loving Your Hair with Natural Care workshop in which I do travel around educating women about natural hair. And a lot of people say, well, I know about natural hair. I watch YouTube. And YouTube is an excellent source. I even watch YouTube. But as a cosmetologist, and not even just a cosmetologist. A cosmetologist is a person who has a license in doing hair, but more so as a, a natural hair enthusiast all my life. I've worked with hair. Mm-hmm. I know that there is no one texture for everybody. Everybody's hair is a little bit right. different. It is my job to know what your hair loves, what it doesn't like, which products work best for your particular texture of hair. And so I'm making my business to know if there are a thousand different textures of hair, I need to know what product works best for all thousand of those women and how to best meet their needs. So the workshops have been very helpful. They're definitely different from anything anybody's ever experienced. So if you think you know, you don't know. You got to ask somebody because the <laughs> workshops is just. I'm really proud of the workshops, and every year. I make sure that I reinvent the workshop to bring more to the women, more education, more fun, more self-love through the workshops, more nurturing to the hair and to the self. It's the mind, body, spirit. It's all one. Well, now, Felicia, uh, you are also, I have to point this out, you are known for having worked with the folks like Jill Scott, Kim Coles, Will Smith, Terrence Howard, uh, Anthony Anderson, uh, Hill Harper, and so many others. Uh, and, you know, we've seen your work on all these, mag- you know, in these different magazines. Uh, what can you tell us about being a celebrity stylist that was kind of different than, you know, before you became known as a celebrity stylist? Is there well, any significant difference? Yes, there's a significant difference. <laughs> because, okay, I know, figured there might be. <laughs> When you're a celebrity stylist, it gives you, um, you know, people look at you and go, okay, we can see her work. We actually can see what it is that she does. And they can either love it or hate it, but they respect you because it's not easy being a celebrity stylist. There's a lot of hard work that goes into that. And you have to be prepared to do the work, and you have to always have a really good uh, attitude. You have to be open for change. Um, and so I feel like as a celebrity hairstylist, I get the opportunity not only to travel, but to experience so many things. And I actually am called to be more creative because these people are hitting the red carpet. So you got to bring it. You know, I got to bring my A game all the time. So it's always a challenge because I have to step up my game. You know, so it, it's wonderful. It's it's really it's been a great adventure. I mean, I've loved every bit of it. And you know, my latest 
Barbie, I call them my Barbies because that, that's, you know, that's what I do. I play with their hair. It's Ava DuVernay. Sure. She's the director of Selma. And so she has locks. And even with locks, there are challenges. You have to know exactly how to form and shape everything so it fits the face, the clothes. Everything goes together. The makeup, it's not just the hair. We have to get together. I have to get together with the stylist and the makeup artist and find out what is the client wearing and what time will she get the carpet? What does she do next after that? You have to plan these things out. So it's, it's and a do, do, do you have to also go to the events with them often yes, and be yes. on hand? Yeah, wow. be on stage. Yes, it's been amazing. I mean, I've been at the Essence Festival uh, on stage with Jill Scott and looking out at a million people, a million beautiful faces. And, wow. and that's an amazing wow. thing to be able to say you've done, you know. And um, I met the Queen and, and, of, of England, yeah. you know. So it's like stuff that you go, wow, this is incredible. Who knew that hair would take you this far? Wow. Well, listen, and speaking of far, I want to get into this about head cases. Uh, I love the name. You've got to tell us about it. Yeah, let me tell you quickly about head cases. This head cases is my new baby. I am super excited. It is a natural hair reality show. And Uh I am, uh, they are calling me the Ayana Van Zandt of natural hair (laughs) with this show. I love it. I mean, you know, and not nobody can compare themselves to Ayanna Von Zant. She's amazing. But what I but, um, well, in, but in hair, you know, <laughs> I think well, you got it. You have the edge. <laughs> they're hashtagging Felicia fix my hair, and I think it's super cute. Wow. You know? So on Twitter wow. and, and Instagram, uh, my name is loving your hair on Twitter and Instagram, and so people are pity loving your hair and then hashtagging. You know, Felicia Fix, my hair. Wow. And so the show is really about me going not only with what's going on with the hair, but going past that. A lot of, of what we go through as women um, with our hair and our beauty is psychological. There's a lot of things going on in the mindset of who we are that determines how we feel about ourselves when we look in the mirror. So what Head Cases does is it basically, I go out and I do a personal touch, and I sit in the women's homes. I talk to them. I find out what is the head case. It starts off with their hair, but it ends up being so much deeper. It could be things that happen in the family. The person was the darkest one in the family. They had the kinkiest hair. Nobody loved their hair. They got shunned at school. Their man or their boyfriend, whatever is going on, doesn't like the hair. So these women are reaching out to me. They want to talk to me about what to do with their hair so they can feel comfortable. So it, it's it's amazing. It's it's amazing, and it's on Issa Ray. Issa, that's I S S A. Her last name is R A E. She um, had an amazing show called Misadventures of the Awkward Black Girl, which blew up, got over a million views on YouTube, and wow. YouTube gave her her own channel. And so you will find me working alongside with Issa Ray with some wonderful producers. Um, and and we're making it happen. So if you guys please go to YouTube and check out Head Cases, and uh, let me know what you think. That's wow. Well, we are quite excited. I had a chance to kind of take a, a quick sneak peek, and just wonderful, just absolutely wonderful. So again, that's Head Cases. We want to make sure you guys check her out. Now yeah. I have heard, and I don't know if this is true, but 
somebody said that they're that you're working on a brush and I said well I'm not quite sure that is a brush <laughs> can you tell us about it yeah so I have been working with this detangle brush that I found to be so helpful um, and, and I love the brush and so what I did was I loved it so much uh, that I recreated it and um, mm. it now has a name called Felicia detangle brush and it's so great for natural hair. It's actually works excellent on all textures of hair. But what's so magnificent about the brush is that it helps to tangle the hair without ripping it out. And I'm telling you, this brush, it opens up, it moves with the hair, it lets you know when it's time for a trim. Um, it pauses if it catches a kink, and then it releases the curl softly so it does not rip out the hair. I'm so proud of it, and it'll be out at the end of January and you'll be able to find it um, if you just even Google my name or go to my website, FeliciaLeatherwood.com, you will find it there. So I got to send you a brush, Carrie, because I know you got some beautiful uh, tresses. <laughs> well, by the time, well, uh, yeah, 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 I do. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, well, thank you. I mean, that's really very, very sweet. Well, listen, we want to um, ask you certainly uh, what's next for you. Is there... Anything yes. else that you want to share with us? Yes, please do. So my, what's going on besides the hair cases and the brushes, I will be back in Paris for the Natural Hair Academy ah. uh, March the 21st. I'll be there, and I'll be teaching my workshop. I love the Par Parisian girls. They're so wonderful, the natural leases there. And then I'll go to Amsterdam, and in Amsterdam I'll teach another workshop on the 28th, and then on the 29th and the 30th, I'll be teaching a master class to professionals there. Um, so I'll be doing that, and then uh, about a month later, I will go back to Nigeria, Lagos, and I'll do a workshop, and I'll do some training, and I'll go to Nairobi, Kenya, and do some things. So I have a wonderful year planned. 2015 is going to be amazing, and my ultimate goal is to just make sure that naturalists is all over the world, have a safe haven to go to to find out what to do with their hair and to understand it so that they can rock it out the best they can and feel good and beautiful about who they are. I am so excited about this movement. So I just, you know, I, I just want to spread the word. Well, Felicia, you're doing just that. And I want to thank you so much. I mean, you're touching women and, and folks in general just all over the world. So uh, we want to thank you right here at the Hair Radio Show. You always have a home here with us. Thank you, so, uh, Carrie. Thanks so You're much. Awesome. And if yeah. anybody needs to find me, I'm telling you, you can reach me at Loving Your Hair, and that's on Instagram and Twitter and on Facebook. You can find me, and I'm Googleable, but I am around. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. Any anybody you want to shout out to before I let you, you know, get back to all your wonderful work that you're doing? I want to shout out to you. <laughs> I want to shout oh, out to thank all you. the naturalistas and all the wonderful bloggers and bloggers from YouTube who have supported me um, in these years. Like, I just, I mean, amazing people, amazing. The bloggers and the YouTubers are amazing. And so I really thank them for all the love they've shown me and all the support and the respect, and I'm just grateful. Well, listen, you're amazing, too. And, and that's clear to see. So thank you so much again for being with us here on the Hair Radio Show. We wish you well, and we're going to have you back soon. Yay. And Happy New Year. Have yeah. a wonderful New Year. You too. You too. Folks, stay with us. There's more of the Hair Radio Show to come.
And you're, you're listening live. to the Hair Radio Show. Hair Radio I'm Carrie Hines. Yes, I'm Carrie Hines. I want to thank you so much for being with us today. It's Friday, January 9th, 2015. Now, I have a couple of folks who are kind of like our in-house uh, regular guests, uh, Miss Yate and Miss Allison. They've been with me pretty much all morning listening to some of these great interviews, and there's still more to come. Uh, up next will be a very special show. But first, let me just check in with Yate and Allison. Guys, are you there? Yes. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, It's about 8 o'clock. So in this hour, you will be hearing from, uh, again, the great Montel Jordan, who's within the upcoming classic show that we'll be playing. Now, it's a block of 30 minutes, so we want you to be prepared. Uh, You'll be listening to some commercials and some uh, things that were back in 2002. So if you wanted to know what uh, the Hair Radio Show was doing in 2002, take a listen. And uh, it's quite enjoyable. And the hair talk that's in there is a big part of still what's happening today. So, uh, you know, uh, definitely uh, we want you to uh, stay tuned for that. Now, I have an interesting comment, guys. Um, And I must give this shout-out because today's my very first day chatting with you guys out there while we're actually talking. So, of course, you can always tweet us, you know, Yate and Allison, the fans, of course, can always use hashtag. What's our hashtag, guys? Hair Radio 20. Exactly. So, hashtag Hair Radio 20. Yes. Yate, were you about to spell it? (laughs) Yes, I was going to say hashtag. H A I R A D I O and the number twenty. Right, without the number sign. So it's just hash. It's hashtag Hair Radio twenty. So right. hashtag Hair Radio twenty. Okay, now folks, um, like I was saying, I have to give a shout out to this gentleman. I just started chatting to all of you guys out there, and I love this. Uh, so if you're logged in on your computer, you can chat with me live over the air while we're broadcasting. Sometimes you may have questions that you want to ask. Sometimes you may have comments. I'll read those comments, and I'll, you know, give you a shout-out live uh, when we're on the air. So uh, this particular gentleman, I do want to say good morning and a shout-out. Uh, his name is Marco, and uh, he's in the Netherlands, and he's been listening to the Air Radio Show. Uh, Marco, I thank you so much for being uh, part of our show today and listening. And uh, we have a lot of great fans who are in Europe. So we welcome you and uh, want you to, you know, log in as often as you can. I know you grabbed you some coffee, and we had a little bit of conversation while the uh, the wonderful Felicia Leatherwood was uh, just talking. So thank you so much, and I, I see that you are uh, listening to us as we speak. So terrific, and thanks so much for being with us on the Hair Radio Show. So, um, so you guys, what have you thought about some of these wonderful interviews that you've heard today? Uh, Allison, any comments? Oh, absolutely. I love the both interviews. Um, I know Felicia um, personally, so I know that she would always deliver, and she's such a great personality. Mm-hmm. But um, the first interview with uh, Gentleman Pierre, it's um, amazing to hear some of the, the history behind, mm-hmm. sort of like behind the scenes of what really goes on, and I'm always fascinated by that, so thank you. Great. And what about you, Yate? I like the idea that the natural hair community uh, dubs Miss 
least, gosh, <laughs> Felicia. I'm sorry, Felicia, as the Ayanla or Iyanla Van Zet of the natural hair community with the new project that she's doing, hair cases. I think it's a great approach to really looking at our women who have made the decision to return back to their natural hair texture or, you know, continue wearing their natural hair and that she's looking at their environment, you know, taking in uh, some of the things and how they grew up, just taking that holistic approach because in actuality, like she said, it, it is psychological. So once they can overcome some of those barriers or obstacles or blocks in many cases, they can, you know, wear their hair and embrace who they are with dignity, pride, and self-realization. And as for the uh, interview, I have to applaud the persistence and diligence of Eric Monty in standing up to keep the vision for his shows at the forefront, especially the good times uh, showing. And here's why. The great values that the show portrayed and the visuals with having that father figure in the home, look how it has impacted generations after that, and it still uh, impacts generations. I did say that was my sister's favorite show, (laughs) but look at the impact that it's had, and it still continues to have, and I'm so glad that they're airing them still and how they're airing them all together, you know, kind of one after the other, so you can see the whole, um, uh, feel the impact of what Eric Pierre brought to the industry during those times when it was a challenge and a struggle, you know, for him to not only allow his creativity, creativity to be heard visually, but to have our voices heard collectively. Okay. Well, listen, my favorite episode, if I can just tell everybody out there for one quick second. Um, well, this was uh, this kind of taught me a value uh, when they found this. I think it was JJ. They found this huge amount of money, and uh, the family was starving, and they didn't have heat, and uh, they were all sitting around. And, and uh, the mama, Florida Evans, uh, played by the great and iconic Esther Roll, uh, encouraged everybody uh, to just give the money back um, or to try to locate who the money, um, you know, belonged to. And I thought to myself, wow, because I don't know if I'm really hungry, but that <laughs> taught me. Well, that's when I was a child. But <laughs> as I got older, I realized how uh, great that lesson was to teach yeah. us and to, you know, there were so many of those moments. Don't you think, Allison? Weren't there I so think- many of those moments on that show? Absolutely, I do. And there's a lot of people that, um, as they watch it, you can look back and say, wow, this is where I I got this value from. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Now, folks out there, if you're listening to the Hair Radio Show, I'm Carrie Hines. And uh, joining me on the line uh, are our in-house folks, Miss Yate and Miss Allison. Uh, Yate, now you're down in Florida, Yate. Uh, What part of Florida are you in again for our listeners? I'm in Jacksonville. Jacksonville. And, and how far? Go ahead. No, I was just going to ask you how far is that, like, from one of the major cities or, like, in relationship to Orlando? Most of the folks know Orlando. 
Yes, uh, in relationship to Orlando, depending on which direction you go, it's about an hour, 30 minutes, give or take, depending on the traffic and time of day that you decide to travel. And then further down, you have uh, the Tampa Bay area, which consists of uh, St. Pete, Tampa, Clearwater. Well, Clearwater is like another 30 minutes from Tampa. That sounds yeah. great. Welcome all of the Floridians uh, to the Hair Radio Show. We have a lot of great listeners down there. And Allison, you're in my neck of the woods, but not exactly in the in the five boroughs. Where are you? Uh, excuse me. I'm in a little town called Ossining, New York, which is about five minutes from Terrytown, which is legendary for Sleepy Hollow, the legend of Sleepy Hollow, the headless horseman, the bar crane. Wow. So you guys are real popular around Halloween. We'll have to check in with you live around that time. Oh, my goodness. You have no idea. The entire town (laughs) gets involved. Wow. Wow. Well, we we look forward to that this upcoming. We'll we'll plan ahead to make it a really special hair radio show, and uh, we want to get your involvement, especially in that wonderful town. Now, listen, folks, if if you've just joined us, um, I've been promising and I've teased this all morning. Again, we want you to join us every weekday, so that's Monday through Friday from 6 in the morning to 9 in the morning. We broadcast live out of Brooklyn, New York, to all over the world, Uh, obviously, as you can see with our great listeners uh, like Mr. Marco in the Netherlands. Um, I also want to just mention that uh, What's Up Next is the classic show with Montel Jordan. Now, we want to tell you next week, to please log in, we've got, uh, or dial in, however you have to listen, please do so, because we've got uh, the folks from the great Madam, uh, Madam, uh, uh, Madam Walker Theater, I should say, Madam C.J. Walker um, uh, Theater. And uh, we're, so, we're just happy to have them uh, to be part of our broadcast coming up next week. And we also have a couple of celebrity guests that I promised I was going to name, and we'll do that a little later on in today's show. So stay with us, and uh, we're on until 9 o'clock Eastern Time, and then again uh, pick up with us on Monday starting at 6 a.m. live on the air. So, uh, guys, you've been listening to some of the classic shows, Allison. Yeah, I'd say you guys have been um, enjoying them. Uh, This is one that kind of helped us to kind of kick things off again uh, back in um, probably the early to mid-2000s. And uh, I've been talking about it all morning and quite excited about it. Again, it's the uh, entire block of the show. So what you're going to be listening to is what we actually aired way back when, so over 10 years ago, uh, that included, uh, and this was right before I syndicated the show to uh, markets in Philadelphia and Atlanta. So this was broadcasting, um, I believe at this time, it was on an FM station out of New York, and it all was in there, so I listened uh, closely for that. And uh, it was also on in Newark, New Jersey, on WNJR. So lots of wonderful memories. Um, and when we go, you know, on the other side of the uh, the show, let me know what you think. So uh, about 8.30, 8.45 or so, we'll be able to uh, be back on live with you, but we want you to let us know what you think about this particular uh, broadcast again, uh, one of the classic classic shows uh, that features Mr. Montel Jordan. Stay with us, folks.
Tonight's installment of The Hair Show We've got Grammy-nominated Multi-platinum-selling artist Mr. Montel Jordan Right here on our show Now he'll share his thoughts His hit records And yes, his style Now our hairstylist will also take care Of the hair business Getting to some of those emails Questions from you guys So let's give the update to last week's hair questions How often do you visit Your hairstylist or barber? Now, the results have it that 52% of you responded by saying only on special occasions. 24% twice a month, and 24% said each week. Now, tonight's new hair question. Are dreadlocks appropriate for the workplace? Yes, you feel they are okay to wear to work, or no, you should not wear them to work. It's quick and easy. Log on to our website at www. .hairradio.com to share your thoughts, and we'll share the results with you on our next show. And while you do that, we'll take a short break. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. If hot hunks is your thing, baby, you have got to pick up the New Jersey Features Bachelors of 2002 calendar. You can view this calendar full of nothing but biceps and triceps on our site at www.hairradio.com. Click on the advertising button for more info or call 973-374-6398. That number is 973-374-6398. The calendar is printed by Original Graphics of Irvington. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is your man, Montel Jordan. You better believe whenever I'm in New Jersey or New York City, I got it locked on with the hair show and Carrie Hines. You know how we do. Welcome back. And for those of you just tuning in, you're listening to The Hair Show. I'm Carrie Hines. Now, our new regular time is 11 o'clock each Thursday night, right here on 103.1 FM. Now, tonight, I have The Hair Show's Elena on the line with our resident stylist, Leo. Thank you, Carrie. Now, I have several emailed questions from our listeners and visitors to our website at www.hairradio.com. Are you ready, Leo? Yes. Okay, now, Denise from Garwood, New Jersey, emails info at hairradio.com, and she says, I have very flat hair that doesn't move. What can I do to add life to it? Denise, I have two suggestions for you. One might be that you would like to uh, section your hair in big sections and with big curls. That's a good way to adding a little body and life to your hair. Another way would be if you might want to tilt your head over and with a blow dryer and a vent brush, just blow dry it straight down fully to the ends, and then when you finish, just flip it right back. You'll notice a big difference in your hair with a lot of life and body. We also got an email from Jacob from Manhattan. 
with a question about tipping your barber. He wants to know what's customary to give as a tip for a trim, and does that differ if he's also getting a wash and trim? When it comes to tipping your barber or stylist, it's total courtesy. If you feel you or any customer is satisfied with the full service they receive, tipping has no percentage. It's total courtesy, and it should really be up to the customer how much they want to give. Now next, Mary from Pompton Lakes, New Jersey, wants to know, does blow-drying after every wash damage your hair? Yeah, Mary, blow-drying after all the time is very damaging. Excessive heat on the hair tends to dry and fry your hair, causing hair breakage and thinning. An alternative to it might be air-drying. You might want to try that. It also helps out, help give some body and weight to your hair as well. Leo, do you have time for just one more question really quick? Yes, I do. I do have time for one more question. Okay, great. Now, Marsha from Bloomfield, New Jersey, emailed us at info at hairradio.com, and her question pertains to those natural hair straighteners that are out there now. She wants to know, have you ever heard of them, and do you feel they're effective? Yes, Marsha, I have. I've heard about the uh, alternative hair straighteners they have. They are somewhat effective if you're looking for something temporary. But if you want something more permanent or more lasting, you might want to try something with chemicals. Thank you, Leo. Carry back to you. Thank you, Elena. Very interesting. Now, tonight's hair question. Are dreadlocks okay to wear in the workplace? Log on to our website at www.hairradio.com to share your perspective. Now, this is the song that started it all. It stayed at the top of the Billboard charts for seven straight weeks, knocking Madonna out of the number one spot.
be right back. Original Graphics and Signs, located at 1340 Springfield Avenue in Irvington, New Jersey. They specialize in color copies, flyers, business cards, t-shirt printing, screen printing, banners, vehicle lettering, web design, and they also offer computer training. Call them at 973-374-6398. That number again is 973-374-6398. This is Primary of Five Mics Entertainment, inviting you out to the Science Lab Recording Studio, 1340 Springfield Lab in Irvington. We got the hottest beats and the best prices in town. That's the Science Lab Recording Studio in Irvington. The number is 973-332-0703. We can handle all of your needs from hip-hop, R&B, gospel, and even poetry. Call us now, 973-332-0703. That's the Science Lab, Springfield Lab in Irvington. You're listening to The Hair Show with Carrie Hines. I'm Lonnell Williams, your entertainment correspondent. Tonight, we are proud to welcome none other than the talented singer-songwriter and deaf soul recording star, Mr. Montel Jordan. Montel, welcome to The Hair Show. Thank you for having me. It is an absolute pleasure and an honor to be on the show. Thank you. The release of Montel Jordan marks your fifth solo project. It seems like yesterday we were going crazy over This Is How We Do It. What have the last seven years meant for you? The last seven years to me, from uh, This Is How We Do It to uh, the Montel Jordan album, has been a, a journey of uh, a lot of laughs, uh, a lot of world travel, a lot of pain, uh, but yet uh, a great life experience that I don't think I would trade for anything in the world. I think that musically, uh, it has been uh, a a journey uh, that has taken me through a lot of different emotions. Your new single, You Must Have Been, is blowing up. In the video, we see a whole new Montel. Tell us how you accomplished this new fit look. The new fit look of of Montel Jordan uh, is uh, an interesting subject because I've I've often dealt with uh, what people will ask often, do you think you sex symbol, do you feel like you're a, a sex symbol? I've never really felt that way. And, uh, but yet and still, I've always wanted to be, you know, appealing. I've always wanted to have, you know, I want to be able to go by the swimming pool and, and take my, my shirt off or whatever, you know. You've written for so many other singers, including Shanice, Deborah Cox, and the legendary Whitney Houston. Is this something we'll see more of? I think absolutely. Outside of, of being an artist and, and I'm definitely a producer and writer, and I enjoy very much writing for other artists. I've had an opportunity to work with Cisco and a lot of people overseas. And uh, on an upcoming, uh, I did uh, some work with Christina Milian, an upcoming artist on an island, Death Soul. And and, um, I imagine that uh, hopefully many of the other songs that that I've written or produced, uh, even with artists that I'm working with now out of Atlanta, Georgia, will eventually have their time in the in the sun. What advice can you give to aspiring songwriters who hear that Montel Jordan is looking for talent? As of right now, uh, I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, so uh, my company is the Enterprise. It's based out of Atlanta. If anyone you know has uh, works or stuff they want to submit, they can look that up right out, out of Atlanta, Georgia, or they can go through uh, Def Jam or Def Soul Records out of New York City. I think it just for any aspiring artist that is looking to get signed or get a deal, Outside of being talented and being persistent and having a good packaged product together, I think that 
having a hit song doesn't uh, hurt any. You know, a lot of people are very talented and, and, and very uh, dope musicians or writers or singers, and, and they're missing that key element of having a great song to go along with, with the talent. I think that a lot of times, uh, if you have a, a great song, will get listened to before they even look at the artist, because if you hear a great song, uh, they always feel that they could fix whatever else needs to be fixed to make it more marketable. When is your album release date? Album release date is actually now been moved to February the 26th. Montel, thank you for joining us tonight on The Hair Show. Once again, the album release date is February 26th. The new album is entitled Montel Jordan. You heard it here first on The Hair Show. That's right. You heard it first right here on The Hair Show. I'm Kerry Hines. I want to take a moment to thank Mr. Montel Jordan, talking with our very own Mr. Lonel Williams. Now, this is the first cut from his soon-to-be-released CD. It's Montel Jordan's You Must Have Been. Trying to make this thing work. Girl, you must have been staying with a 
somebody who would treat you so cool. Well, you must have been packing all your bags. Silly of me, couldn't see the red flag. But I'm sure that, I'm sure that you must have. You must have. You must have. Now I know I don't have an invitation. Everybody in this church is gonna be mad at me. Well, you must have been. I can't let you say I do. That's why I'm down on my knees. The preacher said, Be now, be now, or forever hold my peace. What's up, New York, New Jersey? This is Montel Jordan, and I am down with Carrie Hines putting it down for the hair show. Yo, keep it locked. With Valentine's Day right around the corner, there's really not much time to find that perfect gift for that special someone. ThePerfectBaskets.com has a basket full of adult toys and novelties that will make Valentine's Day or any day special. That's www.ThePerfectBaskets.com for a gift they won't soon forget. Mama Rose Soul Food Restaurant at 50 Dodge Street in Bloomfield, New Jersey. Their specialties include stewed oxtail, barbecue chicken, jerk chicken, beef short ribs, and much, much more. It's my favorite place to eat. Call them at 973-748-6797 or visit our website, www.hairradio.com. Click on the Advertisers button for more information. Again, their number is 973-748-6797. This is a special song for you, Shorty. Because I think you forgot how we started out. And I'm about to take you way back to our once upon a time.
running up your mama's phone bill, baby. Didn't want to hang up for nothing. And it's a quarter to three. Kept on talking for hours till we both fell asleep. Think about it, think about it. Do you remember? Standing on the bus stop with me, baby. We had no fancy cars, no diamond rings, no credit cards, no bling bling. Now on our upcoming shows, we have Dr. Jamie sharing relationship advice and more with Coach Cal. And of course, our own hair expert. Now, you can email them directly at info at hairradio.com. And we'll read you their responses right on the air. Hairradio.com. I want to thank you for tuning in to tonight's broadcast of The Hair Show. I'm Carrie Hine. We also want to remind you to tune in to our show each Thursday night right here on 103.1 FM. That's at 11 o'clock. Now, there's still time to log on to our website to answer tonight's hair questions. Are dreadlocks appropriate for the workplace? Yes or no? We'll have results on our next program. We want to thank our very, very special guest, Mr. Montel Jordan. I'd also like to thank our sponsors. Original Graphics in Irvington. Mama Rose Soul Food Restaurant in Bloomfield. The Perfect Baskets at theperfectbaskets.com. Science Lab Recording Studio in Irvington. I'd also like to thank the folks behind HairRadio.com. That's Lanell, Elena, Roland, Coach Cal, Dr. Jamie, and Tracy. Also the primary for engineering. New York shout out to Nathan Simmons, Andre Riley, Jamie, and Carrie. New Jersey shout out to Ross, Keith, Sean, and Eugene Thomas. Let us know what you think. Email us at info at hairradio.com. Thank you, everyone, and good live to the hair radio show i'm carrie hines and uh folks uh it's today's friday january 9 2015 it's about 8 36 in the morning and uh it was with me on the line we've been chatting in and out uh pretty much the morning as we've been listening to some of our great classic shows uh that particular show was on back in 2002 with the great montel uh jordan and he's been with us on several of my different shows. He's a terrific guy and and uh, quite successful. Um, as I pointed out, he wrote that song, that great song uh, that Whitney Houston sang with Miss Deborah Cox uh, called Same Script, Different Cast. And it's just a little bit of irony. Uh, guys, you're with us this morning, Yante and Allison, you still with us? Yes, I yeah. am. Great. Um, what did you guys think? That was a, that was a, I don't know what what did you think? Let let's have you guys weigh in on. I, I love 
I miss Montel Jordan. I miss him. I mean, Williams. Gosh, I'm thinking about Montel Jordan. Well, well, there are two Montels, and we've kind of referred to both of them this morning. Montel right, Williams right. is the gentleman from television, and we were talking about right. him earlier. But uh, Montel Jordan is the, the you know, this is how we do a guy. Right, right, right. Now, he's still out there, though. He's still making music and doing great things. I don't think he's with the same label as you guys know in the music business where folks right. go through all kinds of changes. But he's still doing his thing, and he's a great writer, and he's still getting paid, I'm sure. Yeah, I think he's more behind the scenes, which is why we don't see him as much, which mm-hmm. is still great because he's still having an uh, impact in the industry on That's all levels. Right. And I don't know if you guys picked up on what he said, but he was actually, uh, he was doing some work with a young Christina Milian. She had just, she wasn't even known then. And I remember when he was on one of my shows, and he was so kind, because he came on in a year that he was nominated uh, in the same category with, like, Stevie Wonder and all these wonderful uh, great guys. He, I don't think he won the uh, Grammy, but he was certainly nominated for a Grammy, along with these great legendary folks. So just to even be included in those kinds of categories, uh, I can only imagine must be just uh, phenomenal. So, yes. Um, just so that in case you've just joined us, folks, you're listening to the Hair Radio Show. I'm Carrie Hines. Um, lots of stuff going on these days. Here at our show on Monday, we told you uh, we certainly want you to tune in and be with us. We start at six o'clock in the morning, and the scheduled guests uh, should be the folks from uh, uh, out in Indiana, the Madam C.J. Walker Theater uh, and Center. So it's not just a theater; they have a cultural center there, and they're going to be with us uh, on our show. Plus, we've got some celebrity folks uh, who will be joining us, and uh, we're going to tease it until the very end today. Uh, but we want you to stay tuned. Uh, st- keep it right here because we do have some more uh, things coming up on the Hair Radio Show. Some very interesting uh, guests are still with us, and uh, we'll be sharing their insight with you in just a moment or two. Uh, Mr. T. Mark Terry, we've been talking about him uh, pretty much all week and what he's been able to do with helping those who are trying to get into uh, the hair world uh, on some level to launch a hair business. So they have this great program where folks can sign up and uh, you literally uh, they support you and give you all the tools that you need uh, to launch your own hair business. So um, this particular interview, like I said, it's one that's kind of near and dear to my heart because we do the same things here at the Hair Radio Show where we're focused um, and HairRadio.com where we're focused on helping our clients to accomplish great things and to really get their businesses off the ground with uh, marketing opportunities. So um, we're going to go ahead and, and reintroduce you to Mr. Timor Terry. And stay tuned. After that, we've got a little music tribute that we'll go out with. And uh, thanks so much for being a part of our hair radio show today. And there's a whole lot more, so stay with us. Well, I did say stay with us. <laughs> <laughs> We're staying right here. Great. Let's see. Uh, there we go. Okay. You're listening to the Hair Radio Show. I'm Carrie Hines. 
Now, as part of our ongoing entrepreneurial efforts, I'd like to introduce you to Mr. Timor Terry from Pure Image. Timor, welcome to the Hair Radio Show. Hey, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Well, it's my pleasure. Now, um, I kind of want to jump right on in. Tell the folks out there what exactly is Pure Remy. Sure. Uh, Pure Remy is really um, what we call a hair distribution system. The, the reason that we set it up and launched it back in 2011 was really kind of more of a an empowerment movement to help hairstylists and salon owners and, and, and beauty entrepreneurs across the country be able to regain control of the industry. So we wanted to create a really simple but really effective, uh, you know, turnkey program that would allow them to access high-quality products and high-quality programs and be able to, you know, to basically recapture a lot of that money that's spent in the industry but typically isn't spent on the folks that we think that should be getting the money, which is the people we're trying to, to really help, the stylists, the salons, you know, the beauty entrepreneurs. So we wanted to create a really easy system that would allow them to be able to do that and, and basically create their own hair business or create their own, you know, income stream and, and different aspects that they could use to, to further their business to, to, you know, just become more successful in the industry. So in essence, that's what the Pure Remy system really is. Okay. Well, you, you talk about kind of like regaining control and then, uh, and why why was that so important? Or why is that so important? I know you just you know just elaborate just a little bit. Sure, sure. Well, you know when we first got into the business, you know, back in in two thousand seven, two thousand eight, what we wound up doing was just really trying to do a lot of research on what was going on in the business, and 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 trying to bring something that was more than just selling hair. I mean, obviously that's not that hard. Anybody can go out and build a couple of websites and sell hair. It's not rocket science, but what we really wanted to do is to say, listen, where are the holes, where are the gaps in the industry, and how can we create a program that kind of fills those gaps? And one of the things that stood out to us that we noticed was that the professionals, especially in the industry, you know, the folks that have gone to cosmetology school, spent tens of thousands of dollars to get licensed, you know, and, and, and are the professionals in the industry, a lot of them weren't actually capitalizing or weren't benefiting from all of the money that was being spent on the products. Obviously, they were making money providing the services, but billions of dollars were being spent on products, and they really weren't getting any of it. And so it kind of hit us in the head, and we said, man, that doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. I mean, these are the folks that are doing all the hair. These are the folks that are the professionals and that are licensed. Why aren't they the ones that are getting the money that's being spent on the actual products. And so that's really the first thing that we kind of sat back and said, you know what, we should fix this. As opposed to just trying to go out and sell product, why don't we create something that allows the professionals and the people in the industry that are really the ones with the clients and the ones doing all the work, why don't we create a program that makes it easier for them to be able to capitalize on all of that money being spent and and so that in essence is really why we wanted to create the program was to solve that you know to solve that void that we saw when we were doing you know just doing the research absolutely so that uh, what ex apparently existed was you had the service side and you had the folks who were like the manufacturing side if you will or supply side uh, mm -hmm. very interesting now we have to uh, talk about the products 
tell us, uh, you know, uh, can you describe some of the products? Yeah, so we concentrate primarily um, in the human hair industry. So we have a lot of products that we keep in immediate stock. When I say immediate stock, it's we keep a couple of warehouses full of these products. So when you're working with us, it's not something where, you know, you're placing an order and then you're waiting four or five days to get it from overseas or whatnot. We actually we create and, 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 and store or inventory our own products. And they consist of um, what we call like machine weft or hair weave extensions. Um, we also are really big in what they call keratin tipped or fusion hair extensions, um, closures, um, tape in or tape weft extensions. Um, we also do a lot of lace wigs and, and hair replacement type units. All of that stuff is actually in stock. I mean, if you ordered from me today, I'm shipping today, and you're getting a tracking number because we have those products. So those are the ones that we really focus on. We also have a small, what we would call a wet product unit, our, our um, product where it's basically like a sulfate-free shampoo, um, you know, a moisturizing conditioner and an, and an anti-itch serum, something that really kind of helps you to care for those products. So those are really our core products. Well, the products sound great, but let me ask you a question. I mean, there, there's not a lot of space. A lot of times that's a huge concern with hairstylists. Uh, so do I need to have like a, you know, would I have to have like a, a big room to keep these on hand? <laughs> no, no, and that's a great point. That's one of the other things that we saw during the research is we said, listen, I, I think one of the big reasons why a lot of the, you know, the stylists and the salons, don't necessarily, you know, sell the product is because they felt like you had to have the inventory. You know, you had to go out and buy all these products, store all that product. That can obviously create, you know, dangerous situations in terms of, as I'm sure a lot of you probably known people are, you know, these days are, are going in and, and breaking into places to try to steal these types of products. So having a lot of it on hand can create some issues. And quite frankly, it's not exactly cheap. I mean, this stuff costs a lot of money. So, one of the reasons we set the pro the program up the way we did and we keep the we keep the you know the inventory in stock is so that they don't have to and then what we do with the program is we give them all the tools they would need to be able to market and sell the products but without actually having to have them on hand that's why we keep it in immediate stock so when you when you place an order with us, you're getting a tracking number the very same day that tells you that product has already gone out. I can get it to you tomorrow because I've already got it. So there's no need for you to have to go out and buy a bunch of inventory because I can get it to you quickly. Well, it sounds like you guys have a, you have pretty much a, a strong support system in place uh, and you've you know pretty much thought about every aspect of it. But we want to hear from one of the actual members. Uh, so we've invited... Uh, one of the members of the program to join us today. Now, her name is Irma Douglas, and, and we want to welcome Ms. Irma Douglas to the Hair Radio Show. Hi, Carrie. Thanks so much for inviting me. It's my pleasure. Now, uh, you being a Pure Remy member, please tell us what what you have found with this uh, wonderful company, in your own words. Okay, sure. Well, let me start off. First of all, I'm not a stylist or I'm not a professional in the beauty industry, but uh, what made me get into um, Pure Remy was kind of a, I don't know, just one of those things that just kind of happenstance, as, as you might say. I, You know, the buzzword around in the neighborhood was about 
hair, hair, hair weave, hair weave. And, you know, you hear it on TV, radio, wherever you go, people were talking about getting hair. So me, naturally not in the industry, it was just one of those things that, uh, you know, I was just kind of listening what was going on. And then uh, after going into my email, reading my email and that type of thing, I was getting always getting this email from this company called My Peer Remy. Never paid it any attention. You know, I would just get the email, kind of skim over it and then delete it and keep on going. Well, as the word got around into the neighborhood about people trying to, especially the stylists, get, uh, getting access to this hair, I said, well, hmm, maybe maybe it's something to this. So I kind of started paying a little bit more attention to the email I was getting from uh, my peer, Remy, and started did a little research and checking them out and asking questions to different people. Have they heard about it, blah, blah, blah. But I kind of checked the background and, I was kind of liking what I was seeing when I was reading my email. And one of the things that I really liked was the startup cost was really low, really low, $5 startup cost. I mean, you can't beat that at all. So after um, checking it out and getting into the program and started um, getting more information about the program, it just was getting better and better as far as becoming a member because they were really interested in helping you get to the next level with the business. So with that side of it, I said, well, you know what, let me kind of pass the word on to some of my friends who were stylists. And they were very much interested, and they would always have me check it out because they didn't want to take the time to do all that research and find out about a hair business. But one of their problems and concerns was getting quality hair. So after getting into the business and purchasing the hair, I was able to show them samples of the hair, and they were really blown away with the quality of the hair. So it kind of led to one thing, led to another. So I found myself just calling people and asking them, hey, have you heard about my peer remedy? And naturally the word was no. So when I kind of informed them about the company and the product and how low cost it was and, and they saw the quality of the hair, they were very eager to um become a part of the company. So the product kind of just kind of speaks for itself, sounds like. Yes. Yes. It, okay. uh, as a matter of fact, I started August 20th of 2014, so I'm kind of still feeling my way around, but it's a really a great company. Okay. Well, it sounds like you're navigating pretty well. Well, listen, I want to thank you for being with us, and thank you for sharing that. Uh, you know, and we're going to turn back, you know, uh, to Timor. We want to kind of see what is the first step. Okay, you've got hairstylists listening right now uh, out there. What would you tell uh, someone who's interested in uh, becoming a member? What's the first step, Timor? Yeah, uh, there's a couple of ways you can actually contact us. Um, I can give you the direct 800 number. Um, we, it's one of the great things about the company. We actually do answer the phone. Um, so that, that number where you can reach us <laughs> is uh, 1-800-250-4992. I'll say it one more time. It's 1-800-250-4992. You can always reach us there. We've got live representatives Monday through Friday from 10 o'clock to 6 o'clock Eastern time, so we'd love to talk to you there. You can also visit the website. Um, That website is www.mypure.com. Remy and Remy spelled with a Y. So mypureremy.com forward slash 
2412. I'll say that one more time, www.mypureremy.com and then forward slash 2412. You can find out a lot of information there. There's great videos that kind of break down the program and what you get and what we provide to you. We have a lot of really cool stuff to, to help you guys get going quickly and be successful. Um, if you want to join the program, you can actually do it online. There, you'll see a link right in the menu system. It's right in the middle. It says Join Pure Remy. If you click that, it's real easy. It walks you through. It takes two or three minutes to walk through. Or you can always call us, and we can help you over the phone if you'd rather talk to a, a live person. Well, it sounds like you guys, like I said, you have a great support system in place, and uh, and that's important. Uh, I want to take a moment to thank you both for being with us. And what could you say, Timor, if you if you uh, could pass along some advice? Why? What is the, the the biggest underlying reason that someone should get involved and and uh, and be part or or join your outfit here with Piorini? You know, I I would say the biggest thing is you know at the end of the day, the folks that we target, you're the ones that really control the industry. I mean, I've always said, look, at the end of the day, you know, a, a, a great hairstylist, a great salon, you know, people will travel hundreds, if not thousands of miles to get to you. And that tells me that you're the ones that really control the industry. You're the ones that really have the clients. And in our opinion, you guys should be the ones that are making all of the money that's being spent on these products. We simply try to create a very simple, very effective program to help you do that without having to spend a lot of money. So we provide you with everything that you would need to get started and to, to be successful on an ongoing basis. So we really just want to be able to help you guys be the ones that control the industry, control all the money that's being spent in the industry, so you guys can take advantage of it. You can grow your businesses. You guys can really help your communities and, and that's really what we're here for. We always say we don't sell hair. We make it easy for you to sell hair. That's what we do. Well, on that note, I want to thank you both for being with us today on the Hair Radio Show. And uh, one more time, just, yes, this has been great. Uh, share with everybody one more time your phone number and how they can reach you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 1-800-250-4000. Four nine nine two is the number. You can also reach us online at www.mypureremy.com forward slash two four one two. And if you want to join, just click the Join Pure Remy link uh, right in the middle of the menu. Now we're going to have you back with us, Timor Terry uh, from uh, Pure Remy. We want you to come back, and we're going to uh, explore some uh, business ideas and. Just want you to kind of shed light uh, from your perspective and running a, a great business such as uh, Puremi and uh, sharing that with our fan base out there, okay? Love to do it. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate your time and love what you guys are doing here. All right. Well, folks, keep it right here. There's You're listening live. I'm Carrie Hines, and I uh, want to thank you guys for being with us on this Friday, January 9th, 2015 day. Uh, it's been just a great and extraordinary show. I want to thank all of our guests today and uh, be back with us on Monday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time right here for another edition of the Hair Radio Show. Uh, certainly go to hairradio.com. Let us know any comments that you may have. We'll be chatting with you on Monday while we're broadcasting 
So uh, if you're on your computer, you can certainly chat with me and send your questions over if you want to communicate with Yate and Allison. And I want to thank them for being with us this week on the Hair Radio Show as well. Uh, Lots of surprises coming up next week. Tune in on Monday, and uh, we're going to end today's show with the great Aretha Franklin. So uh, it's a song called Tracks of My Tears. So stay with us and uh, just make it a great weekend.